0: This is Daniel Warren Johnson, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Very enthusiastic, woo-hoo.
1: Oh, great. Full of, full, of,
0: full of energy. I mean, it should be a melancholy since we're not uh, recording. And,
1: and Jason's, but whatever. Yeah. He yeah, had some horse shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, you're you, you, like kids, bro. Both of you are about that. About not going to Hero? Yeah, you're, you're, you're both feeling it. Jason's pulling his hair out in animated gifts. right. Anybody? He doesn't have much hair. No,
2: nah, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm freshly shorn, so. <laughs>
0: Up and top. Oh, up God. Up. Uh, oh, yeah, up. all right. Well,
2: I'm pretty much a hairless. I'm hairless. I'm like, you know. Yes. I'm clean as a whistle.
0: There we go, everybody. Hey, this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 858. Damn. I'm, I am not hairless. I'm Vince B.
1: Ooh, I am so not hairless, and I'm David A. Price.
0: Indeed you
2: are, and I am, of course, the nemesis. Wow. That's <laughs>
0: Anderson. <laughs> said that with venom in your voice
2: say it again you have to if you're the, ne- if you're the nemesis you have to have venom in your head. it's almost like heart. you're
0: the, the serpent society say it again mm.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hold out hope that uh these rumors that the serpent society are one of the villains in the new captain america movie i'm gonna keep holding out hope until i'm officially told that i that it's not happening
0: that would be so cool if they were that would get, That would get me to watch a Captain America movie. But you're not, Nemesis. You're Jason Wood, everybody, here again on this <sighs> Everyday Average episode sponsored by... <laughs> Who? Who's, to sell the,
2: we'll sell listeners. Well, this is an Everyday Average
0: episode. This is an Average episode. If you like this and you like them all, it's mm-hmm. CheapGraphicNovels.com cheap sponsors us. It's right there in the name, you, you, you people. CheapGraphicNovels.com. That's where you go to get CheapGraphicNovels.com. Trade paperbacks, Omnibu, that manga stuff that the kids are vibing on. They have it all. And get this. There is a massive Conan sale underway. 55% off trade paperbacks, Omnibu, the Marvel stuff, the Dark Horse stuff, all of it. Until June 23rd. That's, you got some time. There's a big selection, and I know it's going to take some time to pick out your favorites, but it ends on June 23rd. uh, Also, if you are a first-time customer, you place an order, something small, and you will get a confirmation saying, thank you for placing an order with this fine establishment. Wonderful person. We know we're going to fill it, and then we'll get it out to you. And this is what when you take action. You reply to the order confirmation saying, hey, 11 O'Clock Comics sent me. And you get another reply saying, guess what, my friend? Your next order, shipping's on us. And that's the cue to what? Load up.
1: Yep. Order big. Pile high, y'all. Yes.
0: Because shipping is ridiculous. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, so is, best, so, best so is drag racing. See, that's that's the people shipping stuff. They want to get it too fast. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, Perfect. Yes. The, uh, I was going to order a record today and the shipping was more than the record. And I said, yeah. no, no, thank you. I'm don't need it that bad. I really don't. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's in these times we must be very frugal about our shipping. And this is going to get you free shipping. Well, you can't get more frugal than that. Cheap Cheapgraphicnovels.com. They are the best. Maximum savings, maximum truth, yo. Maximum effort. You yeah, heard. Maximum effort. Yes, maximum carnage. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Do shut up. I am drinking. <laughs> shut you shut up, Jason. You're cute, but you're not that cute.
1: I am oh, drinking
0: <laughs> cherry limeade, zero sugar, zero calories, zero caffeine, zero sodium, hundred percent taste. I don't know what's in it. It must be magic. Or or uh, sea monkeys? Who knows? But it tastes really good. But there just doesn't seem to be anything in it. (laughs) It's good. Okay, move on. It's good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, What you drinking, Jason? Got two things here.
2: Uh, You heard me open my can of Schweppes pink grapefruit. Heard you drink it. And then and then I got some G Zero, a little fruit punch flavor tonight.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> Lord. We gotta we gotta get turnt one of these weeks. <laughs> well we would be if we were in heroes like we should. Oh Maybe, we'd be tur- we getting turnt right now. Yeah we begin turnt. Yes, that is true.
1: Uh, I'm just um I decided to uh enjoy some of my old friend the uh Michter's US one
0: unblended American whiskey. Nice. Nice you know um so we're excited we're very excited this <laughs> why week. are we excited but we're very excited <laughs> we are very excited but i think we need to leaven that excitement with some cold hard truth oh, and okay. yeah and this week we lost a giant
1: oh for sure
0: <sighs> i know you don't go in you know with with a death but you can't help it
1: it's deserved here i think yeah. it, it's you can't there's no way to china to just you can't brush over it you can't just say oh btw rip there's nothing it it does he's deserving of it it's and we're not We're we're not trying to bring the room down because we're going to celebrate everything that he gave to us so how is that not jesus jesus how is how is that not no it's 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 a time to celebrate.
0: It it is it, it, Yeah, I mean, and, unless you're John Jr., right? But and family. Oh, sure. Well, of course. Yeah, right. But, I mean, but, uh, and, we haven't been specific, but we lost John Ramirez Sr. Yes. This week. Yes. Um if you want to talk architect. <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. He was one of the guys that established the look and the feel of the Marvel universe. He was the dude that they brought in to quote correct, or to fix Gil Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, um, uh, If you think Gil Kane needs fixing, then hey, maybe that's on you. I don't know. But yeah, but Ramita Sr. had a very, very distinctive look. Beautiful, beautiful women. Um, Crushingly handsome men. True um, heroes. uh, Heroic proportions like nobody else. Um, My all-time favorite cover, of the amazing spider man was drawn by romeda it's It's a cover that has been um like the Double K ranch just burned straight into my brain. I've been branded by that cover so to to be able to pick up a common pencil and and a piece of paper and just knock something out of your of your imagination that will affect a person a living organism for decades <laughs> like that's power that is powerful shit. And Ramita had that in spades, right?
1: He did. Uh, he's yeah. He was um, he's pretty much Marvel's like a traffic manager, like you said, like kind of correcting mistakes. So everything was by <laughs> by style, and uh, he he had a hand. He's basic. He was kind of a co-creator for so many characters, just because of what was done in the bullpen, not on the finished published page, but a lot of characters that you know the seventies, late sixties, seventies with that that were produced in comics he had a hand in designing before it got to that point so um he's he is as far as i'm concerned he is as much as marvel as stan lee that there's there's you can't whether he was drawing the spider-man daily strips for a while whether he was drawing the amazing spider-man book whether he was doing covers uh he's he's also somebody who and i haven't read a ton of interviews but Similar to, say, Archie Goodwin, I haven't heard anybody ever say anything negative about Senior, um, but it's, and, and unlike some of the other stories you might hear from the bullpens of the 60s and, you know, about how um, misogynistic or sexist it may be, nothing like that, as far as I know, ever ever came out about him, but it, it's just, and since you mentioned okay and I guess that's something that that he and uh that Gillen and, and and Kirby have in common since both publishers decided to try to fix right what they thought was uh, was wrong with the, with their flagship characters but um no I it it's yeah it I I, I loved seeing the uh the collaboration with the Remeters when 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 uh John jr would draw something and, and Remedia senior would him and and I He's just a very distinct style. I love the look of the characters. He's the Mm -hmm. reason why Spidey and Peter looked the way they did for decades. Um, It's not his, 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 mind his, his fingerprints, his handprints are all over the Marvel universe.
0: Yeah. We were, um, uh, chewing the fat at the comics on the green this Wednesday and Dave owner, um, Said, you know, I've I've read, I think, every interview with Ramita Sr. that was ever published. And the one commonality between all of them was one, he didn't think he was all that good. Right. Mm -hmm. He he said, Oh my goodness, I have to follow this Ditko guy on Spider Man. I'm not that distinctive. I'm not that that visually um, electrifying. And then he said, follow Kirby. How could I follow Kirby? I can't compete with the power. And it's like, y- you can because you are that good. And he didn't think he was any big shakes, you know? Um, and he never, ever, uh, to, to, uh, push the flip side of what dap was saying, he never, ever badmouthed anyone. In 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 an interview or in print or or at a, at a, one of the trade shows, like he he was always complimentary. If he didn't think I don't even know, but if he didn't think you weren't that good, he probably didn't say it, right? Because he was just a right. gentleman. Like the guy was a class act all around. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean his his to me, I know this is going to offend our our buddy Crusade, but 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 Ramita Spider Man is the Spider Man that I think of when it first comes to mind sure for Uh, me you're not alone yeah and that's of course no shade on Ditko but it just just, that's just became so iconic and really I mean part of that is that his version of Spider-Man was the one that they used everywhere for marketing purposes like anytime you saw Spider-Man in merch or stickers or on a logo or in a you know opening of cartoon logo like it was always the Romita Spider-Man head so you know that that went a long way to that but um, yeah I never got to meet him did you guys ever meet him?
1: no I I didn't I saw him at a a one of the um it was, there was a convention in the in the eighties in the city um, mm-hmm. but it was it was where it, it was when I got those Paul Smith knockoffs too um, some dude was just trying to basically trace over Paul Smith so I picked up a uh, Scott Summers headshot and and Logan but and and what was funny is when I bought those and I'm still walking through what was basically Artist Alley one of the artists. Um, asked what i had so i showed him and he says oh i didn't know paul smith was here and i was like no i got it from and and that but i didn't know i wasn't as keenly aware of 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 necessarily different art styles i just saw that it was cyclops and one of my favorite characters so i got it but uh ramita senior was i didn't say anything to him i didn't know him at the time it was i was too young but he he was at that con that time Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah, never had a chance, and I, you know, I guess you could say he was the Marvel version of Jose Luis Garcia Lopez because he, he, like he was on all the underoos, all the most of the value stamps were um, the Marvel value stamps. Yeah, were, were, yeah, were exactly. Really so yeah. He was just the the template. He was the guidebook, the Bible. Um, so yeah, and pretty much defined the kingpin, not only. Um, like Spider Man, like uh, Peter and 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 Spider Man, but the Kingpin is all Ramita Senior, like on a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, just an amazing, amazing craftsman. Uh, uh, from what we hear, a hell of a nice guy, and and uh, tip of the hat if you wear one, uh, and if you don't, just bow because the guy has earned it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, it's 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 interesting because he. Um, the way my mind works is when he passed, the thought, oh, man, I, I wonder how many characters he created. And then I went and looked. And it's funny, I guess, because unless you were Kirby, you didn't create many characters at Marvel. Like it was like, you know, like like you, they, he obviously worked on a ton of them, but he didn't create as many. He, he's only officially credited with 32 Marvel characters, which is a lot. I mean, like that's no, that's obviously. So, but it, it's not like I would have expected to see hundreds, you know, just because. Yeah. He was so prolific and um But certainly in terms of the the Spider Man mythos he, he I mean he created the Punisher, he created Luke Cage. Um you Gwen. know created uh no he didn't did he create Gwen? No, he didn't yeah he, no George Daisy he created oh, but he he he, create is,
0: he he did the template for, for Gwen. Like maybe Gwen yeah. existed before he got his hands on her, but yeah. Gwen will always and even he created Ma- Mary Jane though. Even Gwen. Mary Jane looks like yeah, is is uh, yeah. Romina Senior.
2: Well, he, yeah, he's that's Romina He said he, said he uh, I read, he said that uh, he used Anne Margaret as the model. That was he was trying to draw Anne Margaret.
0: So. Good choice, excellent yeah. choice.
2: Yeah. Bye, bye, Birdie. Yep. So, all right. And of course, most importantly, he created Rattler, one of the uh,
0: aforementioned members <laughs> of the serpent society. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all oh, that anne Rattler. Yes. Yeah. that's right. So, um, R.I.P. John Romina Senior indeed. Yeah. Yeah, man. So the uh the exciting part of this Ooh. week uh it was, it was a weird uh Wednesday. Um full confessions, we knew as did seemingly many people uh, <laughs> <I'm gonna say laughs> that yeah. that uh Daniel Warren Johnson was going to be doing the Transformers at Image. We've known this for a, a long time.
2: Judging by the uh, the internet uh, reaction to it, I, I feel like half the internet knew too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it we're not we're not surprise. special at all. But, uh, right. <laughs> we but were Dan- special that night. Yeah, Daniel was super excited when he was telling us, and he swore us to secrecy. You can't tell anyone. I'm just excited, and and when he let fly, I thought it was like the perfect marriage between uh, somebody I love and respect and those big-ass robots that have been around in our lives forever. Mm -hmm. So uh, push comes to shove. This Wednesday, we get the release of a book called Void Rivals, number one, which was written by Robert Kirkman, illustrated by Lorenzo De Felici with color art by uh, Mateus Lopez. And uh, it was a stealth launch of something that they're calling the Energon Universe Yeah. at, at Image. Crazy. Um, and it even yep. has its own little corner box.
1: It the, does, right?
0: <laughs> <you would> come, <laughs> the EU. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But, um, so heres the, I was lucky enough to get a copy. Why? Because I really like Lorenzo uh, de Felici's art. And uh, if you remember, I talked up Chroma as it was coming out. Beautiful book. Didn't make a whole lot of sense but uh, story-wise, but the art was phenomenal. So when this was solicited in previews uh, a couple months ago, I was like, yeah, why not? I'll try it. So I pre-ordered it. Luckily, I, I, the retailers were caught unaware on this book. From what Dave tells me, they were alerted to the fact that this was going to um, tie into the Transformer stuff maybe a little later than uh, they comfortable comfortable, um, and they couldn't or didn't adjust their orders accordingly. So a lot of people were um, left without. And I'm guessing it's a good thing. Not for retailers, obviously, um, but in terms of getting the word around, this book has generated a big-ass buzz. Number one, because it's going to, it ties into this world that not only will introduce the Transformers into this image of Energon universe, but G.I. Joe as well. And the origin of G.I. Joe is tied very closely to the origins of, or the existence of the Transformers, which is great. That makes a whole lot of sense. But, um, this would all be for nothing if the book wasn't good. If Kirkman didn't put up uh or shut up the it would be like yeah this is this is great this is fun okay whatever but the book was kind of lame that's not the case here because the book was really really well done which is good because it gives me hope that we're gonna see some great transformers gi joe stuff at image jason you're quiet What, what what do you think
2: dude you're so funny when you say that like what would you want me
0: to be talking over you and interrupting you like (laughs) it's
2: so crazy like you literally were setting it up and
0: they're like quiet like i'm waiting for you to finish all right good yeah (laughs) this book was so well done
2: yeah i mean i i was um i mean you know i kind of have a standing rule i try the first issue of any image comic. so um i was you know but yes like you said going in i i didn't
0: oh didn't have huge
2: expectations good in fact um you know, Depp every week on the Slack does a thing where he asks us to all list our five books that we're most excited for that week, and, uh, and and I did not mention Void Rivals in my five. It wasn't it wasn't one that I was like clamoring to read. I was planning on reading it, but it wasn't something I thought, well, damn, I can't wait to check this out. And I will say, um, I know you mentioned Chroma. I, I and Kirkman have a long-standing partnership because they were the. He was the co-creator of Oblivion Song, which right. uh, is probably like the least read of Kirkman's books. I feel like, but it went on for thirty plus issues, um, and and Deflechi was the was the artist on that and co-creator. So they have a long-standing relationship. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm reading this book and I'm like, oh no, this is good. You know, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of like um, you know, like like it, it's not bra- it, the opening. salvo wasn't breaking any ground. It's it's it's, it's a space it's a space book where. Um, two two people have crashed onto a desolate planet they are mortal enemies from 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 either species or planets. i'm not sure which but but their their peoples are 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 bitter you know almost perennial enemies like it's embedded in their culture to even talk to each other or reveal themselves to each other or acknowledge each other as a crime in their in their in their world they're they're basically bl- it's blood oath to kill each other but they're trapped on this planet um and their only hope of getting off is working together seemingly so uh, yeah, this is not that's not a new setup right like like there's lots of it's like enemy mine
0: it's like you know, it's, it, that, you know. that's the obvious comparison yeah of course but, right but and, the thing and, and, i mean you think mm-hmm. you're underselling it that now we get two races intertwined with the transformers gi joe mythology you got the uh, agorians and the Zertonian's. Like these are just two right. things that Kirkman just came up with and now they're as well as long as the the Transformers G.I. Joe universe is going to be at image now these are canon. This is stuff that's going to matter. And it's like the thing that just blew me away was the first sequence where uh Derek, he's the male uh, Agorian, he's um unconscious and he has a glove-based AI that's called a handroid. That I is fucking brilliant. It. It's so it, yeah. stupid, so silly, but it's it brilliant. Works. No. It's so it, fitting. It, right. And the thing drags him across the terrain. Like it, he's it's pulling him towards the med kit. But it looks like the character himself is pulling himself, but he's unconscious. But it's the glove, it's the handroid that is pulling him. Like I'm like looking at it. And I had to look at it more than once because you don't really know what's going on the first couple pages of a comic. You got to get the lay of the land and, and the visual language. You got to soak it up. Yeah, but this thing is his hand is pulling him and it's talking. I'm like, this is insane. It's it's just so much fun and it's mm-hmm. it's zero pretense. Like it's not fluffy or. Uh, you know, um, it's not lowbrow, but it's not exactly Philip K. Not Dick. Like, yeah, no, it's not. Precious. It's fun. It's like, right. what and and you know, I don't have a, a a big a long history with Kirkman. Like, I've disliked more than I've liked from him. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get into it, but I'm just saying. But this, I thought this issue was really well done. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right yeah. On. No. I mean, I I agree. And and then
2: as they're trying to figure out how to get off this planet. Both of their ships are jacked up, but they realize that there's a, a another ship. Uh, and I got to give definitely credit because when we first see the ship in this, uh, three quarter splash, it's wedged in between two rockets, like a quarry and it's kind of wedged in between them. And you see the, well, what we now know to be a wing, but at the time I thought it was just like the back tail of a, of a, of a giant ship. And uh, you can't really tell what the ship is in that. It's just that you can see it's a giant ship, and they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then you turn the page, and you may or may not realize, but then you look, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I recognize that shape. But then it's even that. Like, I didn't really notice. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And, and then that last, that last panel, man. Yeah. Right, I think, when, I think like, when
0: you see the red stripe, you know what's up.
2: Yeah yeah no you're in in retrospect I I would agree I, I didn't notice it reading like it wasn't until the, the next page when I put it all together but uh but I cuz I just wasn't I wasn't even like it just didn't even dawn on me to to think that there might be a tie in so right. I, I just wasn't <laughs> And then
0: fucking it's Jetfire. It's, jet it's fire. fucking Jetfire.
2: Jet. Where, where, where and I? not only is it in, not only is it a Transformer, but it's fucking Jetfire, dude. Like, well, like I think is.
0: we we need to explain that to people who don't know because um so conceptually, the fact that they encounter Jetfire first is everything. It's so smart, it, it it hurts because you have two factions at war, two opposing factions, right? Jetfire is has two affiliations. He was Decepticon bef- and Autobot. So he represents the two warring factions of Cybertron. Like it's crazy how smart the fact that they used Jetfire as the first Transformer yeah. that we encounter in the in the image. And heard. it's
2: smart on all levels. It's smart because it definitely was intentional like you said on and you know that because not only does it make sense but it but he and and both Kirkman and Defelici deserve credit here because Kirkman who writes the words obviously when he's when he's saying I'm Jetfire, I'm a Cybertronian scientist and there's no indication, no mention of Decepticon or Autobot. And then De Felici, who draws a beautiful Jetfire, there's no insignia. There mm-hmm. is no chest insignia. We he, it is blank.
0: Right. He is
2: neither he is neither Decepticon nor Autobot at least not in this book and I was like, "Oh man." Um and and it's just so cool because he he wakes up and he's like, "Oh shit." Like, I've been I've been see for a long time and he transforms and he flies off and leaves them there.
0: Oh yeah, he's, he's like just, fuck you guys, I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah, he's, like, he's like I got to go, like, go like,
2: home. Yeah, and it's just like so so really it's it's it, it is quite possible that that there was no need for for him to be in this book. I mean, it is entirely possible that 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 this book goes on from here and and there's little or no 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 involvement of the transformers. But but the fact that they that they use this to not only pull this in and say, hey, this really is a new shared universe, but also to Give us that moment of fan service that we weren't expecting. I mean, that is, it is hard to, for me to be genuinely surprised by a comic in, in yeah. 2023. And I was just, I felt like a little kid for a moment there. I just, yes. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> you got me. I was like, you guys got me. This is great. Yep. So, and it's, yeah. it's
0: very strange because it's, it's both the worst kept secret in comics and the best kept secret. That's but, where they deserve credit
2: too, because for as much as we're joking that everybody knew DW, that A, well, also too, theoretically, it was a secret that they had to the license, right? They never publicly admitted they had the license until until this week but but again i think that's something everybody knew i mean there was there was there was a soul or a website that wrote about comics that didn't that didn't at least opine that 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 skybound had the license even though it wasn't official so there were three letters there's that there was that part which i think everybody correctly guessed or knew wasn't was true then there was the dwj transformers thing which i think a far smaller subset of the fandom knew but 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 we weren't the only ones and then there was this 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 moment which i think is the thing that got us all i mean unless you work for skybound i don't think you knew this was happening
1: no i don't think right. well even and and even uh last week when skybound sent out um the pdf yeah, yeah half the book was redacted yeah because, i'm like what the fuck oh, is once, this exactly once 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 she goes out and she runs back she's like oh you got to see what i found it's like from that point on it's just like it's nothing but white blank pages yeah. so anybody <laughs> i mean retailers anybody who was getting that email no one's gonna know um
0: I so could see being a retailer and being a little bit ticked.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I'm for sure that I mean, the it's the whole
1: purpose of previews and everything like that. Like, you do everything so that you can help out the retailers. And again, we've said it before, it's not necessarily the, the reader's responsibility to keep LCSs afloat, but you would think that the publishers would try to help the people selling their books out a little bit. It It, it is, it's that, that is kind of a, a dark spot on how great this issue was and I mean as far as a fan as far as readers go yes I mean this was cool for us if you're a retailer trying to sell books and trying to you know take advantage of something that could help you I could see somebody getting a little bit
0: I, you know what I would have done if I was Kirkman I would have say um, I don't know what the print run of this book was but I would have printed whatever the, if, the, if the orders were like say let's be realistic if the orders were like 8000 10000 on this book i don't know what an average kirkman book is so i'm am just going to say 10000
2: oh no i'm i'm sure this is uh, i would say 50 to 75000
0: okay if the for order book, he, yeah. i mean kirkman's got the money if the orders for this book were say 75000 and you knew going in that you were going to do this little subterfuge, this little stealth launch of Transformers, but you weren't going to uh, uh, scream it from the rooftops, I would have added at least 25% more to the print run or maybe even 50% more. And then after everybody was surprised and the retailers were like, what the hell? I would say, don't worry about it. We have X amount of first printings remaining. Fill those damn orders. That's what I would have done.
2: Well, I think their plan was 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 a little different in that they probably knew that this would be a surprise, and that they'd go back for a second print run. And they've uh, I just posted in the Skype that they they've just they've today they launched the the first two variants conveniently, and they are both they both Jetfire cover variants. So like the the cat's out of the bag now, and uh, and I would imagine that that. Although it's not my bag, lots of people are very much cover chasers. I would imagine that that first variant cover with the, the with Jetfire. Now, interestingly, in that cover, there's an Autobot logo. Um, but but I would imagine that cover um, is going to be massively ordered. <laughs> like, well, there, there's
0: for the first issue. There's uh, one one in a hundred uh, DWJ cover. That's oh well there you go. That's yeah. going I for mean, money.
1: And and the 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 uh, the variant the The list of of artists for for the first cover, um, Ethan Young, of course, Mateo. You got Jim Ch, Matthew Roberts, Rygel, our boy Alex Rygel. So I mean, there, there were a ton. I mean, that's just a couple, but there were a ton of of uh, of variant covers for the first issue by some really really talented artists.
0: I could see somebody. Yeah, getting... I'm
1: just talking about for the second printing. The second yes. printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see somebody who um lives and breathes on first printings being pissed off about this. Like, can look get over it? Yeah, I'm I'm glad I got one, but I know that if I didn't, I would be able to get a second printing next week, and I wouldn't care. Um, But because I'm sure there's going to – other than the cover, there's not going to be anything different between my issue and their issue, whatever. Um, But, man, the the excitement when I I turned the page and it was Jetfire, like Jason said, it was crazy.
2: Yeah, you posted in the Slack, wow, 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 and I'm thinking – like, everybody, like, what book did Vince just finish reading? <laughs> so, of course, then I, then I did what Dap and I have the advantage of that they all don't. I hopped over to our, our, our EOC Slack, which is just three of us, and, like, looked at w- what you've been reading because we keep a little log. For those that don't realize, we all try and keep a little log of the stuff we're reading, at least the stuff we, we, would, we would be cool with talking about. And uh, I'm, like, watching you are looking at your thing, and I'm, like, nothing. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, and then like, an hour or two later, I looked after I was been working out, and there was, like, Void Rebels. I'm, like, wait, Really? Like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> Vince is like flipping out over a Kirkman book, I'm like, right? All right? So then I go and I'm like, I'm gonna read this because, like I said, I had it, but I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, what it wasn't something I felt like I got to read this
0: immediately. And then I read it, I'm like,
2: oh, shoot, yeah, that's gonna read this too because we're gonna be talking about
0: it. It's so hard to surprise us at this point, and I Yeah, lives, for sure. And they did it, kudos to uh, they done did it. Now, what do you think of the story because the, then it goes on from there, and 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 again,
2: I thought that the reveal um the cliffhanger was predictable but i'm here for it like i think it could be cool and i don't know if this is a story i don't know if this is a series that is meant to go on a long time or it's going to be a. Uh, I have no idea i don't think it's a limited series so but but i don't you know i don't know if he's got plans for 10 issues or 100 issues or yeah. i don't know but but I, I i thought it was cool like like it definitely no i was flying high after the interstitial spoiler so i don't know that like he, you know, I don't, my reaction may have been overdone in the sense that I'm like, oh, this comic was great, but I liked it. I mean, I'm definitely going to, it definitely, putting aside the Jetfire stuff, I'll, I'll definitely come back for issue number two.
0: Well, in for a penny, in for a pound with me. So if I'm going to be, um, you know, neck deep in the Transformers at, uh, image, I'm going to buy this. And the fact that they announced that Mooneyham is going to be drawing G.I. Joe, I'm going to buy that. So, um, this book won't leave my pull list as long as it's intertwined with the Transformer stuff. I gotta and according re- I, to I gotta the read back it. matter.
1: Yeah, it, it says the you know the Energon universe has arrived, and that the Transformers and GI Joe shared universe continues every month in Void Rivals with the next issue coming out July nineteenth. So, I mean, it could very well be that these two end up finding another transformer as they go looking to find out a way to, to to get off this planet so um i don't think it was uh oh here's Jetfire and that's it i but it we may not see anything in the second issue but i'm pretty sure because the first issue of transformers is coming out in october so we've got they've got time to pad some things out so that Jetfire still has to get to cybertron obviously but um i think i don't I, I don't think we see anything G.I. Joe related on this planet,
0: but I, I, I think we might see another
1: Transformer or two uh, before the first issue drops.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's not the first time Jetfire has been woken from a very long slumber. <laughs> so, True. yeah, he seems to fall he's like a narcoleptic. He's yeah. a cyber narcoleptic. <laughs> he's
2: he's, he's Rumpelstiltskin the, Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> of the of the Cybertron unit. So,
1: when is G.I. Joe number one coming out?
2: Well, so that's the thing. So this is interesting because I think there was a lot of excitement by me in, in clu- included today of, of subsequent news. But we – and I do think it needs a clarification. So um, yesterday – was it yesterday? yeah, it was yesterday when all this happened. Skybound put out an official press release against telling everyone what we already knew, which is that they have the licenses to the Hasbro stuff. So they've got a Transformers and G.I. Joe. And they in the press release, they mentioned that – uh, in addition to void rivals, um we would be getting again the Daniel Warren Johnson um, uh, Transformers book, which we knew. And then they said we would be getting um the first of four G i Joe related limited series, oh, uh, yeah. the first the first being Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley's Duke Number mm-hmm. One. and shout out to our boy Tom Riley. And then in January, so a month later, we'll be getting Williamson writing with Andrea Milana on our Cobra Commander limited series, and they, they have not announced the other two. so then so that's all groovy. and but then today we got an announcement that uh, that they will be uh, continuing with um, transform uh, not trans- with GI Joe uh, where they will be bringing over the continuing series with Larry Hama writing and Chris Mooneyham drawing. At, and it will maintain the numbering 301. Now, for for those of you that haven't been paying attention for a while, I don't blame you, because the G.I. Joe comics have been rough at IDW for a long time. Um, many years ago, uh, to IDW's credit, they hired Larry Hama to restart the G.I. Joe comic from Marvel right where he left off. So even though they were putting out other G.I. Joe comics that were had their own continuity they hired Hama and Nostalgia Push to do the ongoing comic. And he did that for a long time for, I did it many years and, um, you know, picked up with the old numbering. And I even talked about on the, on the show a few months back, uh, the final issue was a giant oversized issue number 300. Um, and it was, you know, it was I, frankly, it was a bad issue, not because of his doing Cause again, the art I thought was really disappointing. Um, and I think the only claim to fame of that issue was that there was a cover that had uh, hundreds and hundreds of GI Joe and Cobra characters, and at least from at least the claim is that it is it is the a world record for the most characters on a comic book cover. Now, I, I don't know if that's been vetted or not, but that was the gimmick. Um, but in any event, uh, so they announced, which is pretty cool, that Larry will be continuing his run on the original series with three hundred one at, uh, at at Skybound. But I think what's important to note, and it wasn't clear when the announcement was made, but it's clear now. I think. Um, that will not be part of the Energon universe. Like, it's going to be – it's its own thing. It's G.I. Joe, and it's going to continue the G.I. Joe story Ham has been telling for 30 years, ah. and it will be drawn by Mooney Ham. But that will be separate from this Energon universe, which Josh Williamson is helming with these four limited series, introducing us to the characters. And the way it's being touted there is the, the big thing on the Energon universe is that G.I. Joe is inextricably linked to the Transformers, Good. like their right. their existence, their origin. It's all tightly connected about You know, and I'm guessing part of it is like G.I. Joe forms in part to deal with the Transformers coming to Earth. But um, but so, so it will. The, so Skybound is also going to be doing what many publishers have done with G.I. Joe, where it seems like they're going to have like the continuity for the nostalgia heads over here doing its own thing with, with you know, and, and, and all of that canon will remain and then a reboot completely for those people that just want to get a new adventure. Now I'm in for all of it because my, I, I have always wanted to love Larry's continuing run at IDW, but, uh, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but the art for the most part, not always, but for the most part was terrible, like inexcusably bad. And, and it really was a frustration. So that will not be the case with Mooneyham doing it at least. And I don't know how long Mooneyham plans to do it. He's not known to be super quick, so, I don't think he's someone who's going to put in like 50 issues in the book. But if he gives us six to 10 to 12 issues to start it off, it's going to look great and it's going to be a fun read. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, now that um, Transformers and Joe are at Image, and yes, they are properties that are owned by and large uh, by a toy company. My mind just starts to wander and think, what if some of the uh, our old favorites get remade by uh, Mr. McFarlane into uh, uh, action figures along the lines of what he's doing with the 40K?
2: Oh, you mean uh, McFarlane Toys doing Transformers and Joes? Yes. That's interesting. You know, it'd be really interesting if he did the Joes because, I mean, the GI Joe classified line is so much like that already, right? Like, yeah. I don't. But the Transformers, yeah, that's that's a whole another.
0: Like, ball pay game. pay Hasbro some kind of licensing fee, whatever. I'm sure he. he the, I'm guessing that the 40k stuff is not coming cheap, to to McFarlane. Right. And He's doing a really good job with those, but just to see like you know a Megatron with the with the cape in in mcfarlane style or you know an optimist uh, from world without it. like it would be great to see just limited not i don't want to hold massive figures we don't need um cliff jumper right but just to see um <laughs> select few um esque transformers and joe's yeah. would be really cool but i i mean that's just uh, it's a pipe dream because hasbro is a toy company so I don't know. It's how it's,
2: it's pretty happen. uncanny though. I mean, if you think about it, uh I have always I found it fascinating that Hasbro, I mean, Super7 is making Joe figures at the same time that Hasbro is making G.I. Joe Classified. So It's
0: true. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, they even put out some of the same figures, which is like at the same time, which is kind of weird. Right. Yep. Either way, and I assume too, I mean, I'm sure you like I there's no way they're putting this kind of muscle behind this Energon universe if this is all we're getting. I mean, oh, no, we're they get, got plans, yeah. We'll get multiple Transformers-related books probably on an ongoing basis by 2024 and multiple Joe books, I would assume.
0: Yep, and I'm saying it right now. I will buy them all in single issues. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. You get to read them every, well, probably. I'm guessing they're shooting for every week that there's a Transformer or a G.I. Joe book coming out from Image. I'm guessing. But anyway, you asked about what we thought about the the uh after the reveal yeah. where uh there was another reveal where where Derek and Solila are they take their helmets off because um the shit hits the fan and wires get literally crossed and Solila's ship was the the less um destroyed of of the damaged of the two so they they were going to work with that and see if we can you know use the parts from Derek's ship to to replace the bad stuff on solila's and they were pretty amazed like hey you know what the tech in these ships are not too different without with little nudge or a tweak here or there they're pretty similar and they're like oh okay and you should have seen it coming by that point because the The wires get crossed, and so Lila's ship goes kablooey. And that's when she leaves and finds um Jetfire. But when they come back, Derek is inspired by what he saw with, with Jetfire. He's like, hmm, that ship transformed and transformed again, and that was the, the way off of this planet. What if we use our flight suits and the technology within them to, you know, use the tech from that and maybe get something cobbled together where we can both get off this planet. So in order to do that, they had to take their helmets off and here's where it's coming. You've seen it. They take their helmets off and save for the difference of this little forehead gem they got going on. There's different shapes, but other than that, they're essentially the same race, same skin color. They're, they're, they're not human, but you know, they're anthropomorphic and they, they're humanoid um, and they're like, Holy shit, we look a lot alike. And that's cool because if you're going to uh hammer home the the Cybertronian plight, they say it they said it at at, at IDW till all are one. We came from the same pot and we won't be satisfied until we're all together again. So that's the same thing going on with the these two races, these agrorian or agorians and the Zertronians. They were lied to and told Untruths, and they believe them as gospel. And now these two characters are finding out that maybe they were they were fed a you know a bad information, and they're both the same race essentially. That so that's cool conceptually. It ties into the Transformers, and it's great. And I thought it was wonderful. I'm very excited about this book. Yeah, I mean, in depth, you have the least
2: nostalgic pull of all of us to those titles certainly so what did
1: you think of it the yeah i the, the titles yeah um because i i was i was buying the marvel books back in the day um love the cartoons of course um i absolutely love the fact that they're trying to get the sound effects for when jet fire transforms into here that, that that that's great um i i know Vince hates it when I'm happy, but I am seriously happy that this
0: exists for you, too. I don't hate and it when you're happy. No, 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 no. I, I don't hate it at all. In I fact, know, I love I it when you're happy. I've, 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 when I've, you use the fact that something makes you smile. What the hell's going on tonight? Jesus. When, when you say, this made me smile, that's, uh-huh. that's the benchmark for a good issue. <laughs> made me smile. This is you say. This is you gave me a hard on. I'd be like, no, yes, I, I, yes, yes. This <laughs> this this made me smile.
1: I am. Nice. I am extremely happy that they're going to attempt. They meaning the people taking charge of the of the, the properties are going to do right by you two and fans of the franchises. I I just I, be, well, you guys have suffered for a long time. So so even this is is a glimmer. Is, is a light in the darkness so um I will be uh, I, I will be following along uh, just so that uh, I, I can see what you guys are talking about but no I, I enjoyed it a lot I, I didn't know what to expect going in um I uh I didn't I, I wasn't aware of the reveal as as um as we were discussing things yesterday but uh when I finally read it um I I was intrigued and, and again yeah the, the the concept of of these two races these two aliens who hate each other uh only to actually be the same that, that that's not that's not new whether it's it's you go back to the, the original star trek series or everything since then it there's just or like you said mean, mind there's just there are we're more like that we are different i'm i'm curious to see how they get off this planet so i mean there are a few things it's not like it's just a free comic book day issue where hey here's a tease of something that that, that we're doing with the hasbro stuff uh we, we we got the we got Jetfire who bounced and now we still have to deal with these two characters and and i'm and, and so i like that kirkman gave us enough so that people didn't just read this issue and go okay well dad now i can just wait till transformers number one comes out in october and and the hell with void rivals i think i think he left enough here where even if you just want to know about these two characters or what the hell this world is about or what their war may be about or or more about them um i dug that as well so it wasn't just a one note kind of kind of issue where you can kind of just here it is and 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 see you later but i uh the art's fantastic Dug the art a lot i i um no, I, I, I really did. I, I really did like it. I, I think that... Uh, I I. It's not so much that I could say I trust Kirkman. I trust Kirkman's ability to put these ideas, put these properties in hands of other people who can deliver strong stories. And and giving someone like Warren Johnson the Transformers, that's just, I mean, it's kind of tailor-made. That, that, that's pretty much the definition for that. And... Uh, Williamson has proven he he, he could write good stories. so uh, the the two minis should be fun. Um, you yeah, know i'm 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 optimistic. I'm feeling good about it. and uh, and this was a very, very strong. First start, I'm. I'm real. First step, I'm. I'm glad. You know, he didn't. Uh, we don't. Have, we don't have someone like you know Kadransky draw it or just any anybody who's oh, just or, shut or, your or, filthy or, mouth. I mean, like if this was at Marvel, you'd have Greg Land or Laroca drawing it. it. It's just one of those things which just like, hey, it's a big deal, so we're going to bring it. But this was, this was kind of just subtle. It it was slightly under the radar yeah. and and, uh, and and it hit it hit the ground running, fired on all cylinders. Any other kind of metaphors you want to throw out there? But I thought, I thought it was a really really good first issue. I'm I'm um I'm I'm excited for the future
0: for these properties. I think De felici's brushwork is excruciatingly beautiful. Uh, he works a brush a lot like Matteo, and I, I thought the art was great. Yeah,
1: yeah, see that a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I like the I like the designs. I like the. I like the, the characters. Um, it's weird. I mean, Image is doing this whole thing right now with like helmeted characters. With you've got this, you've got Radiant Black, or whatever the hell other things Kyle Higgins is working on. It's just there's a lot of helmets going on right now, in at Image. And um, but yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it was. And, and of course, I mean, they need to wear helmets. They're in space suits, They're out in space. And and then you have the uh, the the reveal, and um, so they have a reason to take them off. But I I think uh, I think you're 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 right with with the artwork.
0: I can't wait till they start fucking. <laughs>
2: oh, they're going to. Oh, oh you know it.
0: You oh, know they're going they're gonna, to. They're, yeah, they're they're, they're going to repopulate this this planet. He's that's like, right, he's like, how about this dick? And she's like, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe they're aliens. Maybe she's got the dick. And then you hear, that's okay. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Right. That's fine. It is.
2: When Dap was talking about the who Marvel would choose for their big... It, it, for some reason, it made me immediately think of John Cassidy, because remember, they put him on Star Wars. <laughs> Star when it Wars,
1: yes.
0: yeah. What happened
1: to John Cassidy?
0: Uh-huh. Not that I'm complaining, like, but, is, but no, like, what have, happened to him?
1: Doesn't he, doesn't he have a hand with uh, humanoids? Ooh. Does he? I don't know. No one's really been me. looking for him, so...
2: I just realized, though, like you said, I'm like, oh, wait. I'm like, it's been a minute since I saw John Cassidy around.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that uh Kudransky's having success with this epic thing because then he can go play in his own damn sandbox That's... and nobody's got to look at it. Well, people who aren't reading it don't have to look at it so good congratulations yes, still... congratulations on all your success. Stay the hell off my books yeah, <laughs> yeah i' I've, I've and you know what for those who think i'm I'm spewing the hater nah I've given Kodransky by way of spawn a lot of money, so oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a, a good chunk of challenge. So there we go. Right. All right. What else do we have, folks?
2: Um, I mean, a, a few, uh two, two, three things. Um, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, and I know we joked about. I don't know if it if made the it's made the pregame or the. But but it is. Uh, we're recording on Thursday night, which. Um, Many of our of our good friends are uh, are either already descending upon or soon will be descending upon Charlotte for HeroesCon. We we are unfortunately not there this year, but uh, we'll be back next year. Um, but one of the people that is in attendance is uh, a gentleman by the name of Dan T, and he uh, on our Patreon Slack uh, maybe like a month or even two months ago posted. Um, a couple snapshots of art, interior art from a book that he was reading, and it was stunning. And we're like, What, what, what this book? And he, he, he said, Oh, it's, 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 it's Anias Nin, The Sea of Lies. And I'm like, Huh. I'm like, uh, yeah, that book, I pre ordered that book, but it's not coming out until June. I don't know how Dan T did it. He's a special dude. He's got connections, but somehow or another, my dude got this book like a month before the rest of us don't know how it happened. But the point is he showed off some of the artwork and I thought, Holy shit. Am I thrilled that I ordered this book? Uh, and I really pre-ordered it mainly because it's fan of hardcover and, and that's generally all I need. Uh, I have in- incredible faith in fan and that regard. So it finally arrived and boy, Oh boy, did it live up to the hype. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Anais Nin is not a, a, a made-up name. That is a, a, a this is a biographical graphic novel of, of sorts, um, and I'll, I'll explain why I say of sorts. But Anais Nin um, passed away in 1977 at the at the uh, ripe age of 73 years old. But she is, um, or was, I should say, uh, a very well-known and uh, somewhat renowned. Um, um, writer, uh, I'll say writer because she was at times a diarist at other times, uh, uh, she wrote erotica. I think she's generally considered one of the forefathers of erotica, particularly feminist erotica. She was one of the first women, uh, front women, one of the first, uh, one of the first women to publish, uh, very explicit erotic stories for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book, uh, who is uh, – which was written and drawn by uh, Leone, uh, so L-E-O-N-I-E, Leone Bischoff, like Eric Bischoff down. Um, Leone Bischoff, who I believe is – she is um, – I believe she's Swedish. Um, I apologize if she's Swiss. I'm pretty sure she's Swedish. But either way, uh, she wrote uh, she wrote and drew the book, um, and she basically pulled um, – she pulled – Parts of uh, Anais's life from her own diaries. Again, I said Anais is diarist. Her her best known works are um, are are probably uh, her diaries. She she her diaries were were published in many forms, uh, both both uh, while she was alive and then and then um, and then posthumously. Uh, and uh, Bischoff pulls from those to tell the story of. And I from basically right when she's married um, to probably uh, I, I don't I'm guessing like maybe a t- 10 to 15 year span. Um, now, a couple things about this book. It is um, it is dist- it could be perceived as disturbing at times to some um, beyond that it's sexually explicit. Um, and that's because there's incest in it. And I bring this up because I do think it's important to know, and I also think it's important to note that um, it's in there because it's real. She committed she, – she had an incestuous sexual affair with her father, uh, completely um, – uh, what's the uh, – uh, uh, consensual. It was, it was of her doing um, as an adult woman. She slept with her father. Uh, so again, like this is taboo stuff, right? It's, this is not like stuff you would normally, like many people might read that and immediately be put off. And so I want to, I want to forewarn people that that is in here. And, and, and that is not like, if you know anything about her or if read anything about her, that is a well-known thing about her life. So it's not, you know, again, this is not like some kind of shocking realization if, if you knew anything about her, but I'm sure many people that are picking this up on the strength of, of, of a recommendation or that it's fanographics will have no idea about her life before this. And will probably be like, wait, what? So I did want to put that out there. But but the, in essence, she was a woman who was in constant search of uh, meaning for her life and purpose, and part of that was her her trying to define her own sexual identity. And that led to her being extremely open-minded sexually in all ways, both in who she chose to sleep with, what she did with them while they were in the bed, and, uh, and was very much unapologetic about it, which was quite taboo. Remember, this wasn't written in – this didn't happen in 2023. This happened in the early 1900s. This was like – whatever you think of taboo now, this was a thousand times more taboo when she was doing it. And she was actually doing this stuff. So this book picks up where she has just married uh, a gentleman named Hugh Guier. He is, uh, like her, an artist. He's a poet. But like many artists, um, he foregoes his art to pursue a more uh, financially rewarding career. And he becomes a banker and he's quite successful. They become quite wealthy, but she hates it. She absolutely can't stand it because she fell in love with an artist. She is an artist. She's a complete creative expressive. She has no interest in, in money banking. So it really makes her fall out of love with him essentially. Uh, And that at the same time leads to her having uh, these different sexual escapades. Most notably, uh, and I think probably the reason she's known to most people, if, if you do know her, um, She has a long, like many, many years long affair with Henry Miller, the famous writer, Um, and also Henry Miller's wife, June, who is in some cases, at least in this book, portrayed as her true muse. Um, She sleeps with her cousin who is uh, who's uh, who's gay, her male cousin who is gay. And uh, and again, this is the early 1900s. So he is, as as most gay gay men or women were at the time, very closeted. But she knows he's gay and yet they sleep together. Um, she sleeps with not one, but two of her psychiatrists that she sees. Nice. Um, yeah. She, so she's basically gets, she's, she's, she gets after it, you know, and again, unapologetically. And during this whole thing, she's keeping diaries of this and she is writing them in a way such that her husband who knows she writes these diaries and she lets him read them. She says, I have two diaries. I have my real diary. And then I have a diary that is another world that I can express my, desires my innermost thoughts my fantasies in a way that helps me convey these things now the 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 the, the trick here is that her crazy diary that that she told him was made up was real (laughs) the stuff she was doing was real but she didn't think he could handle the truth of that Uh, and the chronicles that and and i give bischoff credit because this book there's a real juxtaposition between life anias is living as a woman of means married to a banker in in Europe and then eventually they moved to the US uh in the early 1900s and 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 the structure that that requires and then this other life she's also leading and there's this juxtaposition of what is lies and then remember the book subtitle is a sea of lies uh so Bischoff's work j- jumps back and forth from black and white charcoal and these beautiful pastel highly illustrative pastel Uh, color and paint work and i just thought it was such a smart choice because it really does visually express the juxtaposition of her rather mundane surface life and then this wildlife she's living beyond that um the art is absolutely just stunning um if you go to our our you know if you go to the the episode feed or our forums or what have you you'll see you'll see some of the art but um but it's 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 a fascinating work and Again, the only thing I'd caution is it is it is arresting if you if you have take issue and I understand if some do, but but I will just make the point, maybe it doesn't matter to some, maybe it does, it's consensual. And it's and again, listen, as I'm reading, it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like she she, you know, she goes to see her father who she hasn't seen in a long time, and uh he was very egotistical. He was a, a mu- I guess a music composer of some renown, and uh she seduces him and he goes for it and then they fuck. And it's like super weird for sure. Uh, but you know, Hey, it's all part of her journey, right? Like, who am I to, um, but, uh, yeah, man, really fascinating stuff. And, and I have to say, I knew very little about her before all this. Um, I'd heard of her name. I knew she had a loose connection to Henry Miller, but I didn't know to what extent. And, uh, and I, I think it's a triumph. It really is. Uh, this has been a great year for bi- biography comics. I will say it's, it's been a tremendous year and we've got another, uh, corn book dap coming out, um, uh, velvet underground he's doing next. So. Um, so we've got another to look forward to. But uh, yeah, really good stuff. Fantagraphics rarely, if ever, goes wrong. And this is another feather in their cap.
0: Well, uh, after DAP, we have a Fantagraphics-O-Rama. Yes. And it could not be more different. than <laughs> 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 you're, 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 you're talking it up. I'm just like, yeah, that's not the book I read. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah, but you'd like this book, though. Um, yeah, it, uh, sure, sure I would. Yeah, I'm looking at the art now and I think it's, it's transgressive. It's, I mean, yeah, Yeah. no, um, you know, one of the things, uh, as a big uh, fan of, of YouTube, uh, it's, it's mostly, I only watch YouTube with the exception of the history channel. There's a trend now where, um, videos will begin saying, uh, check the comment section for a list of trigger, um, like really that's yeah. where we are now that if you say incest or you okay you cannot say suicide but um like misogyny or or um self-harm or bulimia like any of that stuff is now a trigger warning and it's it no it's a it's a concept it's an it's a happening it's 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 a reality but you need to be warned that this stuff is coming. Really, I, well, I just, the definition
2: uh, the definition of of a trigger is that the being having it brought to your attention or exposed to it causes you to feel trauma. I mean, that's what the nature of it is. Whether
0: right,
2: but but I'm saying so. So it may not be. It may seem silly to you, or but or, or or one of us, or or a little over the top. But but again, that's not like that's showing your age. Like like it is a whether or not like it seems overly sensitive to us as irrelevant. Like there are people that, that whether or not we think it makes sense, legitimately do get triggered at the idea of these concepts. Like, that's why I mentioned, I mean, if, if, if someone has gone through personal trauma where they were sexually abused or something as a child or, or, you know, certainly with by a family member, there is a good chance that you're reading a book along and you're like, Oh, I like the, and it puts you to a place you don't want to be in. And, and, you know, who am I to say that they're like, if I, if that, I, I don't have a problem well, no. with them knowing that.
0: Yeah, I understand it. Oh, yeah. I I but um, you know, so so what? What what if the exorcist was made today? Like does the film have to come with a, a warning saying, you know, demonic possession of a minor like i don't understand i mean
2: it would come with that yeah well i mean well the, at least once it was on tv it would like if you notice right. like any yes. tv yeah. episode now says the very explicitly the things you're going to see it'll say uh, child abuse expo- explicit yeah, sexual right. you know yeah. uh, violence to women like it'll it'll say that at the top left hand corner it says it like on a netflix like and to your point i think most people just take note of it and doesn't phase them all. but but yeah if you you know if you were you know i i watched a, a an episode of uh, the Americans that show with, with, and she was violently raped. And now again, I mean, that show was, that episode was made in 2013. So I doubt there's any warning, but today, yes, there would be a warning right up front of the episode saying this episode contains a violent, you know, violent sex act or violent, you know, sex crime or violent crime, however they would word it. But you get my point and, and, and be forewarned. And and for some they'd probably like, yeah, it's not for me. I'm not going to watch it. I
0: get it.
1: And it's, right.
2: it, it, I mean, that didn't read we three because, you, I mean, again, I'm like, I'm not yeah, like, I mean, I'm not comparing, um, please let everyone listen. I'm not comparing like <laughs> rape and incest to being no. upset when an animal gets killed. I'm just saying like, we all have our things, right? Like if, if you knew going in, like Renee, like, like I was surprised when Renee was willing to watch John Wick, right? Because of, yeah. like what happens, it's like, there are things you just know like that. All right. I can't see this, right? Like, it's not like, it's just going to put me in a place. I don't like, it's going to, it's going to consume me and make me unable to enjoy it, you know? So.
1: I get it. It's, it. Just, it's yeah, you're you're being considerate for those, for others. It it's there's a um, on uh, on Mastodon you can kind of hide any sort of images. You can let people know ahead of time. They can click they can click it to you know unblur the image. But usually there someone will say there's a trigger warning. And some of the trigger warnings are just it could just be food because people have. You know, issues whether they are anorexic or bl- they, and somebody wants to. Hey, I just made this pie. Someone may not want to see that pie. So you're just going out of your way, more or less, to to, to to if you even want to call it that, to just listen. You're you're just you want to share something, but you just want to make other people aware this may not be for everyone. And and it's just yeah. That's that's the way things are now. I, I have no. It takes two seconds. I have no
0: patience for that. I know you don't. No. I know. It's a, okay. There you it's go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not to, and, and I'm not. But it similar to that. There's a show I just started watching that that started back in like 2000 something. That that would not be, if it was made today, it would be completely different, and it definitely wouldn't be on network television. So it's the things, the, the things shift, man. People people's tolerance people's understanding everything just kind of uh shifts after a while and it's i don't know it it is what it is i know you, you there will be people who are gonna huff and puff and be like back in my day well it, we're not in your day anymore grandpa so i just
2: yeah i mean it's the thing i can't i can't i can't i can't criticize that stuff even if it doesn't usually like impact me yep because there's lots of things that don't exist today that did exist in media back in other times that I find offensive and I'm glad I don't have to watch right like so it's like you know again like a lot of with like you know particularly like race relations right I mean and I've we've had a conversation many times like I understand that when it was made it was like socially acceptable and so I'm not condemning those creators I'm not saying like oh the fact that there was a you know there were you know racial stereotypes to the extreme in, in old Disney cartoons makes the people who created them awful people no 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 I'm not saying that but I am saying that, like, I, I think it's perfectly valid to look at a lens in whatever modern world you're living in and saying, no, nah, that's not that's not cool anymore. Like, that's not kosher. Like, again, I'm not condemning its existence or saying that people should be punished for having made it. But but like I, as a consumer, certainly uh, can appreciate not having to to watch it or that it doesn't that it's not out there. So, like, again, I, you know, it is what it is. Everyone has their own path to walk, man. Like, I'm like. And I have no issue. You know, and that's why I like actually kinda of like the idea of those warnings because like it doesn't it doesn't preclude it from existing, right? What I don't want to see right. happen is that we can't make those things. Right. Yes. Like I don't I don't want to live in a world where an nin can't be made. I don't want to live in a world where if you if you feel it's important to the story to have a violent act that you can't show that you can't have the act. That that's the world I don't want to live in where, where literally it's like verboten and impossible to make art that is that is that is you know like like if it can be made and then you can just make sure that people that are going to be offended by it don't see it like hey man then that's that seems like a fair compromise to me in today's day and age
0: dap what are you reading <laughs> <laughs> uh, this
1: is like i gotta go look at some maple well i posted that picture on our slack for you then. um the uh, so looking over my list, trying not to step on anything that we may any of us may may team up on. I'll um I'll mention this annual since uh, once we're done here tonight, I'm gonna go watch the uh, season premiere of Strange New World. So there's a Star Trek annual that came out a few weeks ago. Uh, what there's a uh, it's weird the cover's a little misleading. Sort of, kind of, because it it looks like um, all the different, um, non-Kelvin, everything that um, all all the Star Trek shows, from the original series to Enterprise to Discovery, are all, that the Strange New Worlds, are all involved in this story. Um, So you may look at the characters and be like, oh, cool. It's just one of those stories where everybody kind of just meets. But uh, the background Kind of gives it away a little bit, in that these are pretty much all holograms except for the main characters of the ongoing Star Trek series, uh, and and it's it's a pretty neat. It reminded me of the DC annuals, Star Trek annuals from from the um, from the eighties, and uh, it's just it. it there is a slight tie into what what's coming down. Uh, with the crossover with with, with the truck books but um it's written by Kelly and Lansing, Colin uh Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Uh art by uh Rachel Stott and it's um it's a pretty not, not Rachel thought, right? Rachel Stott. No, not thought. Oh, okay. Stott. Uh, and it it's uh pretty much the main character is, uh, is Scotty, so I'm always happy to see that. He, he kind of built a fell safe into, um, into this ship and a uh, little bit of a glitch going on and so the system is trying to um, correct itself compensate for, for the issue it's having and uh, so the crew heads to the holodeck and they walk onto the bridge of the original Enterprise, uh, the, the the James Kirk version of the Enterprise from 1967, and uh, he Kirk recognizes Scotty, and um, but has no idea who the other Starfleet officers are, um, reminding Cisco that you may be captain out there, but once you're on this bridge, uh, you're basically just a guest. And we find out that something bad is happening to the ship with the ship and uh, our crew splits up. And as, uh, as, as they split up and the holodeck is being attacked or or the enterprise within the holodeck is, is being attacked. It's actually going to affect uh, the rest of the ship. And they had a lot of fun with this issue because we have um, the enterprise from strange new worlds, which is before, the five-year refit. That, that That's how they're explaining the way the Enterprise looks in Strange New Worlds being so futuristic and, well, more modern to our standards than the original series bridge is because when Pike was done and before Kirk and everybody got on the ship, that was the five-year refit for them to go out and explore. So that—that that, that's why the ships don't quite look the same. So you've got a couple of crew members hitting up the strange new world's enterprise you've got somebody going to the nx01 from the enterprise show um you've got the discovery ship where they meet paul Stamets, and then you have the enterprise that the hms enterprise from the one star trek movie where they were all on a boat and that's that's and then and then tom paris actually gets to meet Zephyr cochran and and so they're just i really appreciate that that colin and and jackson are having a ball with the franchise with the characters um telling some really fun stories um i thought it was really just um it really was a blast i uh the way it kirk definitely comes across very much like the william shatner james t kirk and and he's he's ready to just blow it all and and uh Thinking that he's right, and just because he is so headstrong, and uh, Scotty has to kind of uh, talk him down a bit and and uh, give him some common sense, but they uh, it, it's just done really, really well. And then um, because they all, because these holograms are basically uh, sentient beings, more or less, because they, they they've kind of discovered a new life form because they, they've kind of. Sprouted up and and they're treating this very similar and and, and data also references the uh, the 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 kind of uh, droid bots the maintenance drones that uh, that that were created by scientists in one episode of Next Generation and the idea was that in order to save the Enterprise these these drones are going to have to sacrifice themselves but they were hesitant so obviously they were sentient and. Uh, of course, one of the first, one of the tenants of the Federation is, uh, you know, explore and, and seek out new life. And, um, with these new holograms, they actually find a planet that they can set up a matrix and, and these holograms can now live on. And, uh, and, and you do, you see, you see a whole bunch of Star Trek characters from, All the decades uh, basically just hanging out in this courtyard. All the doctors are together, whether it's McCoy and the the, the EM, the the, the doctor from Voyager and uh, the the cat doctor from Lower Decks. I mean, everybody's here. You've got uh, and and then the crew, instead of playing poker, uh, they're actually playing D&D. And um, and Beverly is the uh, is the dungeon master. Actually, no, no, I'm sorry. Not Beverly. Data is the dungeon master and and uh Beverly's just having having a blast with their character but uh no as far as annuals go it was it it served its purpose as far as annuals for me I and mean, yeah you know you can have your armageddon 2001s and 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 your bloodlines and your elseworlds worlds and you can have your whole line wide summer event whether it's you know uh the 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 events that Marvel used to do, where they would just cobble together whatever corner of that universe and have a crossover of annuals. this was just it was a done-in-one, a lot of fun with 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 the cast with, with the crew coming together, solve a problem. Uh, everybody had their moment to shine. Everybody, uh, it, it, it can be a little tricky with adapting um, live-action properties, but again uh these two guys have a really good grasp on uh on all the characters that um that have been on on TV in the various shows over the years um but i had I, I i had a lot of fun with it i'm glad it uh i'm i'm glad it wasn't an annual that wasn't necessarily uh pivotal to something major going on it didn't necessarily kick off something else like i said it does a uh it's it's a bit of a um of a countdown to have on the cover to uh to the day of blood which is the upcoming event but um aside from maybe a line or two uh this this can very much um exist on its own what is weird though is there is an image of um the chris pine kirk on the uh on the cover and um I don't really remember as I'm flipping through it again. I I don't really remember seeing too much, uh, too much of the Kelvin universe um, in the main story. They might appear in the, uh, in the courtyard panel at the end, but yeah, no, it was, um, this was neat. So like I said, just wanted to talk about this because we have a couple other things that, uh, that there might be some team ups on. So I didn't want to go too far deep into, uh, to somewhere else, but yeah, Star Trek annual 2023. Um, just for Vince, it made me smile. There you go. Kelly and Lansing are the new are the new landing They really are, man. I mean, they they come in kind of, and, and it's all like I mean, except for the uh the, the Captain America book, it's pretty much like all cosmic and spacefaring stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, the moment you've been waiting for. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. The other part of the fanographics O Rama. O-Rama! This is a book written and illustrated by a multidisciplinary artist. The guy's a uh, cartoonist, a painter, musician, producer, like he said, gallery showings. His name is Justin Graydon. Uh, You've seen his work in the pages of now, if you're reading that, and if you're not, shame on you. Um, He is, uh, to my eyes, he fits in very well within the Fort Thunder, aesthetic and that is okay by me uh this is published under the Fantagraphics underground imprint and there's a reason why the acronym is fu uh the thing that got me it's a hardcover i opened the book and um the end papers are chains which is cool but the title page says mystic debris it's hand-lettered it's like okay this is cool but um he endeared himself to me from this first title page because the shadow underneath the letters, Mystic is written vertically, as is Debris. The shadows underneath the letters are his name. So the shadow underneath the M is the J for Justin. Then it's Y, it's a U, right? So this plays into what he's doing with this book, because there's layers of reality in this thing. Okay, um, Jason is going to absolutely hate it. Why? You will not like this book. Why? I guarantee. Well, you will listen, to what it's about. No. Guarantee you won't like it. Uh, the uh, starts off with a, a guy named Whizbang. He's a drummer for a metal band called Fascinator, and cool what Graydon does here is he visually styles whiz bang after the um wind-up battery-operated monkey with the symbols mm-hmm. you know how with the real wild eyes and the mouth that peeled back and you saw the rictus in it the whiz bang is basically the monkey the the mechanized monkey with a mohawk okay and he's, I guess he's a drummer for a heavy metal band, and they're, they're really not going anywhere. He's trying to book dates and stuff, and nobody really wants them. It's all about the DJ stuff. And uh, he's got a wife named Planchette. And Planchette is very much enamored with um, an abusive, foul-mouthed, misogynistic, rapping pig by the name of Jizz Bone Table. And uh, she tells him, she says, Whiz Bang, you got to go get a job. The band's not working out. You got to go get employed. Maybe, maybe you should work at my dad's door factory because guess what? I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, um oh, Whiz Bang also has a talking hooch bottle. He's got a bottle of alcohol that talks to him. Whether or not it actually talks to him and everybody else can see the the bottle talking to him is, um, not exactly explained, but the, bo- it, it is fitting, it fits in with the, the conceptual framework of this book. Uh, so he's like, okay, he tries to book more dates and it's basically a series of, uh, no-shows in bars that have no customers. Nobody shows up, nobody gets paid, uh, it, it's bad. And, um, the, he eventually has to tell the band. He's like, look, planchette's pregnant. I can't do this anymore. I got to get a job. I got to try and support, you know, my kid to be. And, and I, I can't be doing this. So quickly, very quickly, whiz Bang is, um, swapped out with a guy named slum, whose drag name is Hunty S Thompson. And, uh, in this universe, cars are alive. They're vehicles, but they have flesh and blood parts. And this this slum guy heals Whizbang's car. And uh, when the band finds out that he has a car and he can play drums, they're like, all right, you're in. See you, Whizbang. And Whizbang's pissed off, right? So uh, gets back home, and the baby is born very quickly. The Baby's... Uh, male and his name is garburator jelly roll alucard (laughs) so he's he takes a job at um planchette's father's door factory it's not a leap conceptually to realize a door is a portal and uh, an open door will lead you to um, another uh, reality another existence right and something that is different when you walk through a door, you exit one reality and you enter another. It's within the same conceptual space, but it's still a, another reality, a portal. Uh, so, Planchette wins a contest. And she gets to follow Jiz on the Jet Set Jizm Tour. <laughs> and she leaves Whiz Bang with Garburator, the baby. So, he's bringing the baby to work. And uh, luckily, they have daycare. And he's working on doors and shit. And he hates his life; absolutely hates it. Uh, his, his wife is gone. Uh, he's out of the band. And one of his coworkers comes up to him and starts preaching the joys of astral projection. And that's really where the book begins. Uh, and because uh, Whizbang starts to ast- astral project, or at least he tries initially. And um he's got the whole tether to his his uh corporeal form and he's he's trying to 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 project and he just can't do it. Um and and, and then it gives Graydon the opportunity to play with the form of comics. Because when wizbang projects himself, he's a, the the depiction of his uh, form changes from line art to uh photograph, I guess. Uh Graydon actually made a a whiz-bang doll Uh, felt I don't know looks like cloth to me or real hair it it looks like a doll made into the form of of the 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 monkey it's got the 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 wild eyes and the teeth and everything but it's a photo and he he uses it within the same panel as the line art stuff which is great to my eyes because it's it's visually arresting it's diverse it's 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 complex and it's it's like it is a different reality. A photograph is a very different reality from a line art, right? Uh, so here's the deal. Um, things don't pan out for Whiz Bang because because uh, Planchette wants a divorce because she's fucking uh, the jizz pig. And Fascinator hits it real big. And uh, they get very popular, and they get a lot of media attention. And so he uses the astral plane. He hits it hard to escape reality. And the book then turns into a series of adventures within the non-physical realms. And it is insane. It is just a, a, a vehicle for Graydon to just work out these id inspired why not conceptual scenarios like for in one part um there's talking slabs of meat in in the background saying how much they love microwave lasagna and doing coke uh, cocaine off corpses right and then there's there's this thing called Mr. Repo Man that has uh multi arms and it's nasty and just beats the shit out of everything in the sadlands but it looks a lot like Garberator, and Whizbang's like that's my son, and there, there, are, there are entities within the realm that are like, nah, that's that's not your son, dude. That's that's a, that's that guy's bad. Um, one of the really cool things is Whizbang becomes a maggot in one section, becomes a maggot and feasts on the corpse of a woman and he gets to experience firsthand all of the unfortunate details of the woman's life because he you you know if you if you consume your enemies you gain their power right that's along the same lines he eats the woman's flesh and he he relives all the sad events in her life like this book's insane but it's it's almost um an exercise in just uh stacked concepts like really cool stacked concepts that may not work well as a, if you're looking for a linear narrative like a, a standard and then and then and, this book is not for you because it's just it's more along the lines of what if like the baby is uh, um he has a pack of nannies and they're all floating noses they're, they're floating noses like, how do you explain that to somebody? I'm reading this book. That's, that's crazy. Right. I'm reading this book and the main character at one point falls in lust with this character that has, um, sh- she, she has a fetish for objects and she's like, oh, you're flesh and blood. You're normal. I don't, I don't know so he gets a saxoph- he He somehow finds a way to attach a saxophone as his arm and she's, oh, because he's an object now. And then he, he eventually becomes a stack of objects, a garden gnome. His face is a TV. Like, it's, it's, it's so weird. It's, but how do you explain this in, in language? That's why I'm like, this is the kind of stuff. If it be, if it becomes very difficult for me to convey the what is, with language, then I'm loving it, because I can't, I, some of these these things, you, I, I cannot relate to you with words, and sound, I know that sounds like a cop-out, but it's not, and, and, and later on in the book, the language even becomes pictograms instead of, of words, like traditional English words, um, it, it's just, but uh, again, to play into the conceptual uh, hook with this book, There's a point in the story, in quotes, where um, Graydon overlays panels. And you really got to experience it yourself because I can tell you how it works, but you need to see it. Where um, the sequential art are panels obfuscated by other panels laid on top of them. So there's a reality going on behind the top level reality that you don't get to see all of the specifics about what's going on in the 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 layer reality like you could tell that there's something okay it looks like there's a character doing something and then it switches in this panel There looks like a pipe or something behind it and it's i don't i don't get it but you see the top level reality but you're always aware that there's something going on but elite beneath the surface of all of the events from a certain point onward. And it's really, um, it knocks you off, uh, your footing a little bit because I think that's what, that's what, um, Graydon's trying to say with this entire book that there's, there's the things we can see and feel and experience top level, but there's a whole bunch of stuff going on below the surface that we may not be aware of. And I love this book. Um, by far the best thing i've read this week. This is this may be um the best thing i've read in a, in a good chunk. Uh it's a little spendy. It's Fantagraphics underground. It's like maybe 200 pages i think. Um and it's 40 bucks. But it's a hardcover, right? Uh the key the, the keyholes on the cover are very important. I won't tell you what that's about. So just read it. Uh, but this is a book that I, I, I can go point A to B to C and and tell you things that happen in the book. But unless you digest this on, and, and process it on your own terms, my words mean nothing. I love the art style. It is super underground. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Rory Haynes. Um, that's a, a big, big compliment. Uh it's very unique and very idiosyncratic and um uh there's dot pattern and photography and he Graydon really is confident enough to let negative space do its work. Uh because there's a uh, there's a nice um section where he just is very cocksure and allows the, the, the drawing to breathe. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. But unfortunately, you're not going to see a whole lot of, uh, unless you go to Fantagraphics, you're not going to see a whole lot of examples of it online, which is weird. I don't know why. Uh, But it's great. It's wonderful. I love it. Maybe you will too. Mystic Debris, Justin Graydon, Fantagraphics Books. This is the stuff I live for. There you go. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Fanta compares it to uh, to Panther in its selling point, so I mean, no surprise that yeah. it's up your alley.
0: Uh, I, in, not visually, it doesn't, but but maybe conceptually, it's it's as unhinged as anything Panther has done. But um, to, to visually, no. It, they're, they're not even in the same Yeah,
2: world. no, I'm just saying the uh, the Fantagraphics says it's, yeah. it's a cast of Exotics exists in a comics continuum with Gary Panter's Jimbo, Mark Bayer's Amy and Jordan, and Mark Bell, Shrimpy, and Paul.
0: Yeah, if you're talking uh, realms beyond our own, like unique envelopes of, of um, existence, yes, it does resemble Jimbo, and it does resemble uh mark uh you know the, the the stuff you you mentioned but i think it's great and i i, I love it but i'm pretty you sure see um it looks sure. like
2: they have like six or seven pages of interiors uh you can see on the fanta on the oh cool. at the bottom of this list so
0: that's cool and i i linked uh on the the episode thread for this i i linked to mr Graydon's website because the uh, art is just incredible Maybe you'll get off on that too. Yeah. Yes. What else do we have? Oh, look at the time! Woo, Jason. Oh, ready. Jason, what else you got?
2: Well, Daph and I have had this on our list for a couple weeks now, so we should talk about it, Dad. That's why I introduced myself as the Nemesis. Um, we've right. been on a bit of a What's that? I read that too. So. Nice. Yeah. So, so, so a uh, a true collabo. Um, it's not on your list, interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's maybe that's a that's a maybe we're burying the lead. Um, but uh, but but we've been on a bit of a Mark Miller kick uh, around here in these parts, and he's got his his big crossover event uh, coming very soon. And part of that event is tied into Nemesis, which um, it's interesting because uh, I remember reading Nemesis, the original series, and frankly not thinking that much of it at the time. I was like, eh. You know, and I'm a big, I like, I like Miller a lot, but, but you know, not everything hits. So when a lot of our, our boos were talking up Nemesis Reloaded, I thought, isn't that interesting? Like, huh. Because I didn't remember Nemesis as being all that hot. Um, But Dap and I dove in, and uh, we haven't discussed it in any way, but I'm hoping you found the same. So I I will say two things. One, uh, I did go and reread the original four-issue Nemesis before I read Nemesis. Yeah, cool. Um, Because I wanted to, A, remember what – what it was i i didn't like about it and then i also wanted to make sure uh because i assumed that that nemesis reloaded was a sequel that i wasn't completely lost now to miller's infinite credit um nemesis reloaded is in a way a follow up but it's not a sequel it is a reimagining in in the way that uh, almost like a you know uh, a nostalgic like hey let's do a, a soft remake of something because for a new generation and he even says in the in the uh in his commentary about uh, the book that he, he viewed Nemesis Reloaded as a chance to write a previous wrong that if he had a chance that he, he realized that since he owns Miller world and, and he's got the ability to recreate, like he, he, he went, he said, what if I could go back and redo that story in the way I, I would now? And so in, rather than saying, what if he did it, he went back and read basically reimagined the whole idea of the book that he wrote back in 29, 20, two thousand. And when he first hyped it in two thousand nine, and I think that's great. Um, yeah, so it, we went from a f- go ahead.
0: It's Evil Dead two. It's basically yeah. Evil Dead two, where it's in the spirit of the one that came before, almost mm-hmm. the same story, but fleshed out in different ways.
2: That so, sure okay that makes similar sense. but different. Um, yeah, sure. Um, the original Nemesis was. Uh, written by miller but drawn by steve mcniven who was uh one of the hot artists of the of the moment for sure at that time and they'd worked together previously at marvel um and the premise was what if batman was the joker like that was miller's premise and uh and that's kind of what you got right you 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 are introduced to a uh all a a villain who is clad in an all white costume um with a cape and a, and a mask he looks kind of like like the 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 suit almost looks like um awful flight of like vindicator or guardian without the ma- without the maple leaf um but it's all white and and he is an absolute badass almost to the point of absurdity he 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 he's like Sherlock Holmes and Professor Moriarty and 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 Bruce Wayne all rolled into one with a sadomasochistic uh bent and he rips through a the life of a dc um uh police chief uh who he were led to believe he has deep embedded uh issues with from his childhood and uh and he does everything from like destroying you know the government and taking the president hostage to killing thousands of people all in the name of getting revenge against this particular gentleman um and uh, and i read uh, rereading that tap i don't i don't know if it was a reread for you or, or a first time but i remember rereading it and thinking, oh yeah this is when like this is when miller gets the most criticism this was a version of that where it's like yeah. just over the top violence and like the c-word and the f you know and 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 fuck and like just 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 to but almost like to the point of just because he can do it and it's like all right but like where's the hook right and 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 so it it is really fascinating to me to then read Nemesis Reloaded because I know that many years ago when I would mention Miller I'd get groans, including from from the King over here. And then at some point he came ever you know Dapu came around to Miller, and I think part of it is that Miller's storytelling I'm not gonna say improved this is changed. Maybe it's again I don't want to say maturing. I mean, he's a grown ass man, but just just it. I guess he found a better balance of being ridiculous and and telling stories that that had a structure and and left you thinking, all right, cool. Um, And I thought Reloaded was like very much like it's just it's almost like someone writing their first essay as a freshman in high school and then getting a chance to recraft it into their master's thesis when they're in grad school. Like I really did think that you could just—it was—it was really fascinating to juxtapose the original to the new one, um, back to back, and uh, and I thought the new one was great. It was it was absolutely right up there with the um, with the other Miller stuff that's been coming out of late that we've talked about that I've enjoyed, um. And part of that is uh, is your 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 boo, uh, yeah. your boo drew it, yeah. your boo, uh, your main. Well, I think listen any. He's I think anyone who's ever met him would have a man crush on him. <laughs> that's true. Right. He is a, he is an incredibly handsome and fit gentleman. Uh yeah. and that is Jorge Jimenez um who um, you're know, probably best known to most I guess is for his run on Spider-Man. I mean not Spider-Man. <laughs> for instance, uh of Superman, right? Like that's probably where people know. Yeah, but but lo- yeah. long-time DC long at this point long-time DC uh um a penciler and and uh and and totally a, a, an absolute um you know, but, but, but a gorgeous man nonetheless. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I thought it was really good and I, I have to say like, I thought it was well paced. I thought the payoff was, was, was fun. Uh, and, and Jimenez's art is just such a treat and, and no shade on McNippen. I mean, dudes in a lot of comics that I've enjoyed, but, but like just the, the, the life and the cartooniness and the expressions on the people's faces and, and just the little touches. And even with the violence, the, the the nuances to the violence uh, and, and I mean nuances like not like it's subtle I mean nuances like just the way he decides to render it on the page or the the visual tricks he uses it's just it's so accomplished and it's so it, it just was like I don't know just brought it to life in a way that, that the original I don't think had um, to me and uh, and I thought it was a blast man you know Miller's on a street he's, he's on a heater and I hope it doesn't ever I hope it doesn't end anytime soon what did you think?
1: Well I hope it doesn't end before the big game anyway well, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I I I enjoyed *Red it a lot. I I did reread *Nemesis* and and yeah, like like you said, it was it it felt like it was rereading it reminded me of of things like uh, like Wanted and *Kick Ass*, where it's just like, oh, I'm going to be as obscene and outrageous as i can be because i can and that's cool. but it also comes across sometimes it's like you know <laughs> uh, a teenager finding out about the internet for the first time and there right, were right some things where i was just and and everything was of course a um a uh a dig at uh at marvel movies it's like oh you know this isn't a marvel movie where the big guy it's like all right we, we get it we, we get it that that's the way the world is thinking right now and you got to be the contrarian and that's cool but this i mean yeah you're gonna have Jorge draw it. I'm um, um, definitely taking notice. Um, I was, I, I definitely gave Miller the benefit of the doubt here after reading the recent things when, when he came to image and, and he gave us, you know, things like Huck and, um, and, and Starlight. And th- there were some, and of course, King of Spies, you have little things like that. So I had a feeling that I was going to get that Miller and and not uh not the old icon slash max Mark Miller and um I think you know the five issues it hit just right. and there was a lot in the four issues in the original miniseries, but uh gave himself a little bit more room to breathe. We got a little bit more of uh of, of uh, kind of uh, the ambiguous the, the clandestine organization where we we we, we get Nemesis's origin, um, the, the original was kind of just, the, the, especially the way that ended, where it's just like, okay, because in the original Nemesis uh, does not, um, basically he is bested, and then there's somebody who's behind Nemesis pulling the strings. It's like, oh, well, you know, you're you're free and clear from here on out, and we'll have somebody else now we'll be targeting. Some, so the concept or, or the idea of it was was tweaked and and I think I definitely think for the better and um, yeah, you know, an Nemesis is not somebody really supposed to be cheering, but because he is um, as brash and uh, as violent, it, it's easy to kind of root for. It. And then as as we get near the end, uh, we find out the um, the 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 mayor, the, the Costello, who he's targeting. <laughs> Um, there is, there's a very valid reason why um, he's doing what he's doing. I mean, a ton of collateral damage and, and I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. massive, <laughs> yeah. massive city blocks are just destroyed just, just to do this. But you, you definitely get his motivation. And if he has the means, if he has all these weapons, if he has all these resources, then yeah, then sure. Go ahead and employ them. And because it is Miller and we're getting that big kind of popcorn action movie feel to it. It, it works i mean after reading like i said king of spies and things like that you just you know there's nothing subtle about miller's stories they they're going to be exaggerated and um you're going to be entertained more often than not but uh but no i i had i had a blast with this this was um this was fun. It, it it looks great. I can't get over how, how amazing.
2: Yeah, it is are. I yeah, mean,
1: every every true. issue is just a fucking banger. But uh, but no, I I had no problem with this, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to where everything kind of um, mm-hmm. leads into with 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 the big event he's got coming out next month. But it's um this this was really good. I, I you see a lot of uh,
2: you see Poppy Capullo in his art. I, I I saw some in this one in particular, maybe because of the subject matter, but.
1: Definitely yeah, well, but here, especially yeah. especially the mayor. The mayor. Yeah, the mayor, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred yep. percent.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, also, and by I, the way, how about the mayor knowing his exact penis size in every dimension? Yes, listed? right. That's, that's I, man, he... I was like, man, I'd be dead. I, I can't I don't know <laughs> Vince, he's he gets he's on a lie detector, and of course if he dies, he's, he's he's done for. And he asked them he asked the mayor's penis size, and the mayor's like, I'm trying to think. And he says, eight inches erect, five inches flaccid, five point four inches girth, and I'm like <laughs> My dude, he's a point four. Like what? Like how many times has he measured his own dick? Like that's crazy. I was like, holy shit! And he was right. He would tell the truth.
1: That's he was <laughs> the truth. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, I mean, I mean, the little things like with the whole um, uh, Jake and Margot and and what uh, how how integral they were. It, it's yeah, just, for sure. I mean, nothing nothing was kind of just thrown away. Everything, every, everything in, in in Nemesis Reloaded. Pretty much served the purpose, and and I exactly. Uh, you know I what the big juxtaposition of was is
2: the original Nemesis is a bunch of it, it. It's like Usual Suspects if 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 it doesn't get tied up at the end, and it's almost like a big MacGuffin, right? Like the premises that that oh this guy this master criminal is going around destroying these different police. Policeman's lives all across the world now he's coming after this one and then supposedly this one was the grand one because there was this backstory that ties back to his childhood but then at the end and it, you know it gives us spoilers for a f- almost 20 year old comic book but it's all bullshit like he's just he's yeah. just a homicidal super criminal and he just makes up the backstory to even more complicate and frustrate his victims and it's like well, okay well all right i guess like cool like so it's almost yeah. like how he just he gets his kinks which again, it's a choice, but it did leave it a little hollow because it just makes it realize that like all the things that you think are trying to connect don't connect. They don't really have to connect. Whereas this is just the opposite. Like, like this dude is is masterful and just like Bruce Wayne, much more like Batman. Like it is all driven from something that happens in his childhood, and 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 is literally like all connects at the end. And you're like, oh, and it even connects to that point. We'll leave that, but like the, the, there's a a fun epiloguey type last few pages that even takes some of the characters you meet and and gives them a fitting ending that ties all into it. And it's like, oh, it's each thing, like the dominoes fall here and they fall yeah. to a point where it makes a beautiful visual picture from ten feet up. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like that's what you were doing with all those dominoes. Um and, and the other thing that was neat about this one is that it it goes it goes superhero mystical. Um, you know, this book yeah. was was largely terrestrial in that the guy was a, he's, he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a, 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 a super criminal with, with tons of money and, and means and weapons. But, but, but he goes up against this, this woman, this Miss Lotus woman. And, and she's a, she's an absolute, I mean, she's, she's, she's supernatural or superpowered in some way. I mean, she can, she's like mirror master. She can travel between mirrors and, and she uses magic. So like, it's, it's kind of neat that, that he, that he, pool that reminds us that, that, that this this is a world with lots of broader, crazier things going on. So yeah, it's so terrific, man. Um and, and, and like you said, Jimenez, there's a there's a panel where in the last issue where he's grilling the mayor and uh, Jimenez uses negative space when um when when Nemesis is right up against the mayor's face like like talking to him. And and half of well, about a quarter of the of the page is just, just black space where with the mayor's mustache and nose and brow and i just thought that was such a smart choice like sure you'd be like oh that means you didn't have to draw but like no it was such a smart choice like because yeah. it's a 100 percent black space like he's just not drawing in it and it's like it's just it was i'm like man like i don't see that very often like it's a really smart idea and and it could be used lots of times in comics but you just don't see it that often and yeah. i just thought man like and Menez was on was on on fleek with and his it, book. And
1: it's it's not a cop out because I mean the rest of that panel with Nemesis'
0: face is hundred percent yeah light. no absolutely. and then and then the whole yep.
1: the rest of the page with all the characters yeah in it. no yeah, you're right yeah. you're
0: right yeah. Yeah. I think it's Reloaded is obviously the work of a more experienced writer right, right. I don't yeah. think it's better than the original uh, it's different right but I have a theory I think mm-hmm. back when Miller did nemesis and the unfunnies and that teenage jesus or whatever the hell the name of it was um he was very much enamored with the work of warren ellis i think he wanted to be warren ellis sure and and so but i mean ellis can be offensive but ellis was also at that time a much more experienced and much uh smarter writer where miller was just like fuck it i'll make all these cartoon characters the most offensive cartoon characters ever depicted right yeah and and i think he was young and he was just like his goal was to offend and he did he it it, it worked but i think reloaded how what is that you said 20 years later
2: not quite uh uh, nemesis the original came out in 2010 so it was 13 years
0: okay 13 years but he's much more experienced as a writer and it's just a tighter, uh, it's a more polished production. It's, he knows what to leave out now and what to put in. Uh, but that doesn't, like I said, that doesn't mean it, it's any better than the original. I think the original's good because it's, it's, uh, it's just offensive on every level. And it's like, fuck you. I'm just gonna do this. This despicable character is just gonna run rough shot over this city. That's kind of fun. That's cool.
2: It is, but like I guess to me, um, I, like but I he juxt- also
0: did that in Wanted.
1: I mean, there were it, it, it yeah, was, yeah. He like I said,
0: across like more of the same, right? But it's he how he didn't have a whole lot of notches on his bedpost back then. Was I was still-
2: thinking like I compare what he did in the original Nemesis with say the president, and then I juxtapose that with what he did a decade later in King of Spies that he did in Io, where uh, also in that book he happens to kill the president. But, like that was a super fun really like oh shit moment because in that you, you know the 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 anti hero of the book was dying, and he would go around basically wiping out all the most shitty people on the planet that he could he could get to before he died, and like it just makes sense that he would find his way onto Air Force One and kill the president right like that yeah. when it was like oh that's now that's clever right it's just, so it's, it's it's like i compare, like it's the exact same thing. But one was just like, "Oh, uh, watch me, watch me torture the president," and the other is like, "Right, watch the antihero put a bullet in the president because he's come of the earth." And it's like, "Oh, okay." Like, there's, it's just, it's nuanced. It's all, it just feels a little more nuanced now to me. Right, That's all. It's experience. I mean, you're, you're right. It doesn't necessarily make it worse. Being more nuanced doesn't necessarily make it better. It, in my personal opinion, and and again, no disrespect to your view on it. Like, I I think it's a more accomplished thing. And I think what's interesting is that how often do you see a creator say i wanted to do over so i redid it oh like, yeah no respect you know. yeah and yeah. I,
0: I, it is more accomplished but mm-hmm. i don't think in my mind accomplished makes it better sure not right it's try. visually it's much better not sure. to not to slight you know mcniven but yeah it's it's just but while we're on miller maybe we talk about this like
2: is there a more successful we did talk about it right like is there yeah. a more successful yeah it's crazy like just talking purely financial now, people. And like, uh, just it's it's nuts. It's-
0: yeah, like Dapp, I have never been a, a super Miller Mark. Well, yeah, I enjoyed this stuff here and there, but I'm buying into the 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 we we've read the ambassadors, right? Yeah. I'm buying into this new crossover thing he's got going on, the big story yeah. or whatever it's called. Like, how does that happen? How do you get me to start buying your books? Well, you put Mateo Scalera and and uh, uh, Travis Charest on a book and I was like okay now I need to check it out and then you just you find out along the way that wow this is pretty fun it's well written so I'll I'll jump with you onto the next series so yeah yeah
2: cuz even like and I know we talked about his 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 own Miller world movies but he also was the guy who wrote the stuff that largely went into making Logan and, and Captain America Civil War as well. I mean, which is, you know. yeah. So, like, that's it's just impressive, man. I mean, good for him. Good. And he seems like a mensch. He seems like a great dude. He's another guy. Like, you never hear anyone say any ba- anything bad about him. Anyone who's ever met him or worked with him loves him, you know, which is cool.
0: Well, didn't he float people a bunch yes. of? He, yeah, which we, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I think Dap said it's... the last time we talked about it, he gave, him, he gave everybody a million bucks, right, when he got his Netflix deal that he Good never, for him.
0: Good yeah. Good on you good on you
2: which makes you wonder how much netflix gave him <laughs> right right yeah because i'm sure my dude didn't keep a million for himself and then give out 20 million <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> right like there's one for, this was, a, was one for you one for me one for you two for me one for you three for right. me you know yeah,
0: the, the fact one, that he I mean, gave it yeah. away in the first place is is uh yeah very endearing yeah i know Yeah, it's the, like that uh, george
2: clooney story you guys know that clooney story after George Clooney made it, he had a dinner party um where he invited uh a dozen friends of different parts of his life. Um and uh as they're having dinner he said, uh I left I have a present for each of you under your chairs. And uh there was a suitcase full of a million dollars for each of them. There were just people that, that meant a lot to him in his life that weren't like famous or rich and he wanted to he wanted to pay he wanted to say thank you He gave each a million bucks. Wow. Pretty freaking
1: awesome. Uh, I, I know when he was younger, and um, I mean, he had he had a health scare, and it was. Oh, did he? I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, years ago. Yeah, it was touch and go. Um, oh, and it was like for death. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Um. Yeah, I could. I'll look at it. It's. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was not It wasn't necessarily a disease, but there was. It was. It was scary, and um, it, it's. You know things like that i'm sure would also change your outlook and and how to uh, how to approach things but he just he seems to just be having so much fun now writing i mean the magic order is going on forever you've got i mean the, the the kingsman the the movies as entertaining as the movies are that first miniseries was was a lot of fun the ambassadors has been has been crazy i mean i i don't know if we all finally finished the sixth issue but um I, yeah and, and again i mean not everything was a home run. Like like Reborn was, as as greatest as Capullo's art was. That was probably one of the weaker minis that uh, that he's been putting out from hey,
2: Listen, he's so prolific. They're not all. It doesn't I mean, matter, right? Alzheimer's, exactly. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. But I mean I mean for every reborn you still get you know you get you get like chrononauts chrononauts was okay. Right, yeah. You know, or or MPH, with, with
2: MPH was okay. You know, I mean yeah. they're like they're not all bangers but but collectively though it's been a but fun But the,
1: the ones that do hit hit hard. Like, yeah. like this like ambassadors so yeah. So
2: I did not know this until because you had me I'm looking up his health issues. Yeah. Um apparently he has Crohn's disease and, and he had a really bad reaction to the medication for it and almost died. That's that's why he was in the hospital yes. for all, but but he's fine fortunately. But 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 I didn't know this until just now. Maybe you guys did. Um, he does not use profanity in, his, in, his, in real life. That is stunning
1: to me. That is stunning.
0: It's wow. like Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. He is a We're practicing Catholic and, and does not use profanity in his personal life by choice. Good for him. That is amazing to me. Yeah. Nice. I, I wish I had that restraint.
1: No, that's good that's,
2: that's uh, will. Seriously.
0: Nice. Respect, Mr. Miller. And put some spec on the man's name. That's right. Yeah. All right, buddy. We about... Oh, wait. What, dude? Did... What? <laughs> you you run out the door? What, any...
2: ta- what are you talking about? This is the last time you were not going to speak for nearly a month. So let's let's
0: embrace it. All right. What are we talking about?
2: Because next week, just for the listeners, next week Vince is uh he's leaving us high and dry again.
0: Yep.
2: As he's wont to do. We'll we'll soldier on though. Dap and I got something special cooked up for y'all. Yeah. Something special. Nice. And uh and then the the
0: subsequent weeks. <laughs> I'll be in Italy, so uh, yeah. So what are we gonna do we can do with the book of the month? Wait a minute, you, wait we... a minute. I said subsequent, and you made fun of me. How ca- <laughs> know, how do you? That's why I did it. Oh. That's why I did it.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, are, are are we are we what are we doing about the book of the month? <laughs> are
1: we,
0: what is t- what's the plan? I have no idea. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to. I don't know what to do. We'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, we will.
1: Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll discuss.
2: Does, but anyway, um, but yes, we have a little something special for you next week, and then I'm oh, sure that will do special things. But, but um, but uh, I mean, we got to finish I mean,
0: Cocktue finished.
2: We gotta, I mean, you know, got to wrap
0: it up. Both read it. You talking about giant Cocktue?
2: Yeah, the Cocktue, yeah.
0: Uh, it, I I really enjoyed it. Let me give bring my notes here. I want to tell everybody exactly who's responsible for this freaking mess um it's written by <laughs> by jerry duggan illustrated by scott koblish with color art yes. by hi-fi um yeah it's issues two and three were pretty much more of the same um, oh yeah. yeah but i i think if this was look, not a deep
2: book not by design this was not a deep
0: book no but there is some social commentary within it yeah basically yes. each issue Duggan pretty much reinforces the notion that mankind is a stupid organism. <laughs> basically,
2: mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm.
0: dumb. We're we're human and we're dumb. We make a lot of mistakes. We're we're arrogant. We're self centered, and um, we deserve everything we're, we get. And yeah, I, I kind of agree with the guy. But uh, mm-hmm. so in, in issues two and three, the the kaiju is rampaging over the landscape and and having intimate relations with buildings and buses and and uh, other things and and so frank um has to swallow his pride and and flee uh to the headquarters and it's a goofy acronym there's a just this <laughs> is stupid there's a period between each letter and the headquarters and and they all each letter stands for something uh, but it, it turns out that back in the day, Frank was involved in a mech program. And he was the only one that, that logged any kind of real flight time in the mech. So he, he r- runs back to this penis-shaped building and <laughs> jumps into a, 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 a mech called the Vindicator 5. And starts throwing down with the Coke Jew. but unfortunately the the beast gets you know the jump on him and ends up penetrating the mech in, in various ways, um and and it all ends in uh the mech digitally stimulating Coke Jew. And there's there's a release and Coke goes goes it's just so silly. It's silly. It is very silly. Um it's silly. I liked it a lot. I thought Me too. You know, it it was one of those roll the windows down. We're 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 going on a little ride. And uh again, it didn't take itself anywhere near as seriously as a lot of things we read. Um the the Mac design was awesome. Uh they didn't really explain why the giant cokeju had bits bitten out of it, but that's okay. I don't really need to know. Uh and then there's room at the at the tail end for future storylines. I don't think we'll ever see them. <laughs> but uh it's nice to know that the kaiju penis is very diverse. It comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. <laughs> yeah. It's silly. It's just plain silly. Well, well, it was, and, and I think they were really smart in not making it four issues. They didn't overstay their welcome. It's like, all right, yeah, three issues is, is about as much as we're going to be able to get away with. So let's just hit them and run, which was very smart, I think. Um, should, uh, they reprint this in an oversized format? I think Scott Kolbich's work would benefit from the, the, the size increase because there's a lot of detail going on here. Uh, some spreads have way too many panels, and the, the opportunity to see it like real big would be great because it's a big story. you got a giant mech, uh, a giant kaiju ripping apart the city um, with its penis. <laughs> it's, it's uh, Yeah, I'd like to see this in a treasury format. Chances are very, very slim that that's going to happen, but it would be neat if, if uh, we could. Ah, I thought it was fun. There's no big shakes. Jamesies. Yeah, no big shakes, right?
2: Yeah, just a nice little amuse bouche, little palate cleanser.
0: Yeah, yeah, of silliness. But um, the the fact that uh, Duggan's like, we're just a planet of idiots. <laughs> that yes. that that that's what endeared it to him to me with this book because it's it's true. It's dumb. It's like yeah that 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 like even even characters that you would think would would have like. D- Maybe a thread of, of good nature between them. Like everybody hates each other. The, there's a, 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 a Japanese man named Shigeru that worked at the headquarters with Frank and there's bad blood between them. And there's just, it's, it's just like people not getting along throughout the whole book. Um, and then the, the, wouldn't you know it, the kokju emits pheromones. So everybody's fucking. and dying and getting flung out of windows oh that poor woman and then the the witnesses start fucking it's just like (laughs) okay yeah there you go (laughs) i enjoyed it Uh, but you know what i mean it's not i don't if, if it appeared this is not nice to say maybe it doesn't encapsulate my true feelings on it but the if I ever saw this on a best of list i'd have to give it a side give the person that wrote the list a side eye it's not it, it's it's not something i mean it's going to be memorable because kaiju penis right but um as far as trans, well i don't think that's a benchmark it it's it's a fun fun story with great art and a little bit of social commentary in there to should you you know need it it's not going to change the world though that's fair to say isn't it
2: absolutely yeah it, and remember this was a web comic that that, that 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 these guys did to entertain themselves during covid
0: you could tell they wanted to laugh yes you could tell yep. that that's um it's pretty prevalent that they, were they having just a of, silly and laugh yeah yep and now we have an imageorama as well as a, yes there we yeah. go yep nice yes, Sir. so uh I'm let's see, looking at your list here. See what else you got on there. Well, uh, you read a lot of Miller.
2: Yeah, well, I'm trying to get fully caught up before the event.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Because all these characters are in the event. Well, so. Magic
0: orders in the event. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, I haven't read any magic order. Well, that's the that's the one you read because there's four volumes of it. Because that's. No, I mean you know, meaning that that there's a, a deeper history, but I, I don't know how how involved they are versus others. But yes, they are certainly in it. Cool. Okay. There you go. And that's probably that's probably I don't have a list handy of all this Miller stuff, but it's probably my favorite
0: of of the bunch. Oh, nice. I'll have to read those. Or at least up there. It's, maybe it's up maybe there. on vacation maybe oh look at you i was gonna take the the uh, jason aaron dr strange on vacation with me because it's only 20 issues and an annual right and i I never finished oh yeah but i've i i read the first volume and then just kind of petered out but i have all four Mm -hmm. of them i should read it but maybe i'll take the magic order there's four of them you say Mm hmm. Poor okay. mind. Now, Dap, both Dap and I finished the mm-hmm. Ambassadors. Have you finished it yet, Vince? No. Didn't read six. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. I get it. Hey. Well, it's, it's a double sized issue. So, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Huh? Okay, there's that. You'd be busy. <laughs> I'm very busy.
2: Oh, Jesus. All right. So, what do we do? Got to go down the uh, YouTube UFO for rabbit hole for a few hours.
0: Oh, it's freaking busting. Yeah, people are going I know people you, are losing you're, their goddamn minds, you're they fired are. up, you're fired up. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. All right, everybody. Hey, uh thank you for being here with us one more time around. Uh remember, if you buy graphic novels, omnibuses, z-z-z-z, and uh manga And you want to save money, where do you go? Cheapgraphicnovels.com. It's right in the name. Uh, Remember, they're having a massive Conan sale. 55% off until June 23rd. Place an order. Respond to the order confirmation email. And say that we sent you. And you will be given free shipping on your second order. It's crazy. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. In your travels. I read what is going to be a contender for best anthology of the year. Yep. And oddly enough, it's from Oni. Yeah. Crazy. It's called yeah, just, Zeno. Started it. Yeah, nice. it's it's um it's called Zeno with an X, but the sound is what you want to uh focus on. This thing is written. There's a whole bunch of people on this. Written by Melissa Flores, Jordan Thomas, uh, Phil Hester, Christopher Condon, Daniel uh, Izari is an illustrator. There's Shaky Kane on here. Eric Gapster and Nick Cagnetti. Uh, uh, without saying too much, it's, uh, so it's an anthology. I think there's, there's four stories in the first issue. All of them coming at you from different angles, but that's a very good thing the covers by Matt Lisnicky are groundbreaking they're amazing but is that you know a surprise when we're talking Matt Lisnicky i don't think so i think the first cover is is one of the better covers i've seen and it's so different it's so strange and issue 2 is even uh it's in the same ballpark but um uh, when i look at this lisnicky work on the covers here It takes me back to the Bronze Age. These look really bronze to me. And like Kenneth Smith. It's crazy. Um, uh, There's a story about a guy that gets, uh, a blind man, that gets eye implants. Very expensive eye implants. And he starts to see things that no one else can see. Um, There is uh, a Shaky Kane illustrated story about McCarthy era. Uh, fear, xenophobia; hence, the title of the uh, anthology. Uh, the commies are going to infiltrate. Um, it, it is uh, then the the Phil Hester story is uh, I won't say it because Dapp hasn't read it, but the the best of all of them is uh, a story called "The Chip" that appears at the end. Uh, where a man is uh, a gamer is implanted with a revolutionary, um, a revolutionary uh, artificial intelligence chip, and it's it's pretty cool. What happens? It's very neat. So, uh, if you want to get in on the ground floor of this anthology, I believe it's only four issues. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so this is oversized, too. Uh, head on over to um, your favorite place to get these things and buy Zeno from Oni. It's great. Covers Do alone it. should knock you on your ass.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. Ah, uh, well, I guess I'll save Griffin for when you come back, Vince. Yay. Um, And... Well, I won't talk about that because Arc hasn't finished, but I will say I was a little bummed. I should have expected it though um, Adventures of Superman John Kent number four continues the story of John in the injustice universe checking out things that are happening over here um, really neat seeing him. Here, because he is surrounded by people who uh, seem familiar to him but are obviously not the same. He um, he does come face-to-face with Damien, um, but Damien in this universe appears to be on the side of the Superman of the Injustice universe, whereas uh, Batman and Catwoman and Harley Quinn, they, they're more or less... On the side of the angels here um, and John also goes and looks for this world's version of Jay his boyfriend back on on his world um, but what what bummed me out a little bit I mean I'm always happy to see my man's work but um, I'm a bit bummed that uh, after three issues with great art by Clayton Henry Derek Robertson is here for the fourth issue and, and their styles aren't exactly um, all that similar. Um, Again, great to see Derek uh, just, just a little bummed that, uh, that we couldn't seem to get more than three consecutive issues, especially for a miniseries that, that that, those are little things that kind of just sting a little bit. But, um, but as far as continuing this story, John is of course going to have to try to figure out a way to get home, because uh, his tethers to uh, to his universe were um, were destroyed and eliminated um, earlier in the story, but uh, seeing him kind of uh, with this slightly new power set, where we get uh, electric blue John Kent um, making some trying to make some quick work. Of, uh of the people the characters the the heroes he, he comes across but yeah it's it's um you know Damien's gonna Damien of course um, and looks like for the penultimate issue we might get a little bit of a of a showdown between the sons of uh, Batman and, and Superman but we'll um we'll see where uh, where the rest of the rest of this mini series continues we only have two more issues left so i am um still along for the ride curious to see where taylor takes this and 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 wraps things up before um bring john back to his planet and uh, or his universe and um continuing whatever else is going on in the superman universe but in your travels adventures of superman john kent number four uh still solid with the story great art by derek um but if you were hoping that Clayton Henry is going to continue, um, you'll be not disappointed. You'll just be, it. it is what it is. So, yeah, that's my In Your Travels for this week. Yes, In Your Travels, read some manga, people. Open up your eyes. You know, like there's comics
2: that are made outside of the United States. You know what I'm saying, Vince? Maybe you should try something like a little manga every now and then, you
0: know? Oh, my God. Um, just step on my head. Just hold yeah, me yeah, down. Step on my head.
2: I'm I'm kidding. I'm not kidding about reading the manga, but but I'm obviously teasing you. Um, Yes. Read Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Wow. Um, I mentioned that I've been watching. um, Now I'm watching it in serialized like a TV form, but it's as I've come to learn, it, it wasn't all. Anyway, I'm watching the anime with my youngest son at his at his request. He he watched it already. And he said uh, we we were looking for something to watch together. And he said, Dad, let's watch Demon Slayer. I think you'll like it. So, um, and he was right. It's 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 uh, terrific. Uh, the anime is terrific. We're uh, most of the way through the what is presented on Funimation is the second season. But as I've come to learn, uh, the first half of this second season was actually released as a film um, in Japan and then cut up into episodic uh, versions for uh, consumption after and. Um, and as as I've come to find out the the uh, that particular um the, it's called the the Mugen train uh it's it's the highest grossing um Japanese film of all time um which that that's interesting but anyway um I was so taken by the the anime that you know one of the issues we've often talked about with manga is how how um, many of them are just so long running it it feels daunting sometimes to jump in and this is a complete this is this this manga came has come and gone it it came out from 2016 to 2020 it's 23 volumes so i found a box set of all 23 volumes um via the interwebs for relatively inexpensive so i picked it up and i'm through 3 of the volumes and um it's awesome i mean listen the anime is very faithful to the to the manga so um i mean i'm not I'm not getting surprised <laughs> as i'm reading it right like because i just watched the anime but but I will say that um, that it's still great to see it in this form because because like like many of our listeners here, I mean, comics are my favorite medium of things, so it's always fun to see it. Um, I didn't mention it's the the creator of of, uh, of Demon Slayer is uh, Koyuharu Gotuge, and um, it's a blast. For those that don't know anything about this, I mean, it's a it's very popular among you you manga folk, but. Uh, but it, it is it is a world where there are lots of demons. They are only viable at night, kind of like vampires. And Japan is full of of demon slayers. And um, we follow the journey of uh, of a particular young man named Tanjiro Komodo, who um, whose family is killed, and he has then begun to, begins training to be a demon slayer, and quickly moves up the ranks, and um, and eventually, um, gets brought into a big fight with uh, Muzan Kibutsuji, which is the the head demon, kind of like Dracula. He's he's the he's the boss, boss, and the most powerful. And they move up the ranks. He's got a. a, a and, and what I love about this is like, it's almost like uh, like like you know a great kung fu movie or, or something from the old days where you move up the ladder. Like there's um th- there are, are, are lots of lesser demons, and then there's a, a group of of of, of twelve. Uh, main like lieutenant demons that are uh, there's there's a bottom six and a top six and then uh, uh, Tanjiro and his crew have to get through them and and then ultimately leading to again a battle with uh, with with Kibutsuji so fun stuff man and just just incredible action and uh, and look at me I'm loving a manga so so you, wow. can, you can teach old dogs new tricks you really can all grown up. And yeah. now, now why don't you why don't you do you not like this manga? That's interesting because it's like one of the most popular, and i I find it interesting that you don't it doesn't it's you've never it's, talked about
0: it. No, it's very strange. Uh Vin uh really likes the the anime. hmm and anything my son likes, I'm not gonna read. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it's a little strange. Uh he up, he dude. he was all up in arms about the movie being the same as the series or whatever it is he was just like this is just what i've seen and it's just different like oh he
2: didn't know and then he watched the movie not realizing he he had already seen the episodes yeah yeah and uh whatever
0: no i mean it's i don't think it's fucked up i mean if 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 my son likes it now that you say it's okay great but like the fact that he enjoyed it would not get me to read it and vice versa i could tell him to read something he wouldn't read it just because i'm reading it you know what i mean so yeah, it's, it's nice that you're being a parent, reading it with your your son. <laughs> well, he's
2: not yet. Words, we're watching it. He's not reading that. In the, right. in the manga, but
0: yeah, I I tried to get him to read Doro Hidoro, a bunch of different. He doesn't want to read it, and so yeah, maybe we're the same in that respect. Stubborn.
2: I don't know. It's just so crazy to me how much we, as like sales wise versus the American comics, like. It's so crazy between the cartoons and licensing and everything. Uh, uh, Demon Slayer makes eight point seven billion dollars per year in revenue. Billion, like with a B, <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Like well, that's that's Marvel. That's the MCU. Like that's the MCU. <laughs> more. That's more than that. It's more than the MCU. Like that's crazy.
0: But there was never a stigma attached to comics in Japan.
2: Right, but how cool is that? Because and it's not like Demon Slayer is the biggest ever, right? Like, no, no, no. I mean that's One one Piece. I mean, you know, so it's like, like, like this is I believe the ninth. This is the ninth largest Japanese franchise ever, which is massive. But, but I mean, you know, it's not even that's that's number nine, and it's doing billions of dollars a year. That's
0: crazy. (laughs) Yep, kudos. Tandro, Tandro. All right, there you go. People come back next week, sandwiches, drinks, the whole the whole nine yards. Uh, in the meantime, get yourselves to a comic book shop or an online retailer. Buy some comics, people. read them, love them.
1: Have fun in Charlotte this week, folks.
2: Yeah, enjoy yourselves. We love you all.: well, we, we will
1: you. see you
2: in New
0: York in October.
2: Yes, we all got our, our press approval, so it'll be on like Donkey Kong.
0: Nice. And say good night. I don't have anything queued up. Oh, but, oh well. This it is. I can get something real quick. But uh now it's 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 anticlimactic now. It is. It is, I know. Um David.
1: Oh, good night.
2: David. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's awesome. Oh
2: my goodness. <laughs>
0: goodness. Uh, they did e for everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Donald Duck? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yes. All right. (laughs) We will be back next week. We love you so much. Hopefully, our guest doesn't. (laughs) For
2: real, dude. That's fucking Jesus
0: Christ. (sighs) Bye. That's it for that one.